Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Roaring D20s podcast. I am your voracious dungeon master, Scott Jones, and I am positively buzzing with excitement about today's episode. But before we get into the nitty gritty, let's go ahead and introduce our cast of characters, starting with Jesse. Hey, everybody, I am Bartholomew Sinclair, and um, I don't know what all the buzz is about, but uh, I'm going to keep making bee puns all day. Oh, boy. What have I started? All right, Caitlin, you're next. Hi, I'm Caitlin McKaig, and this is going to be a really good time. <laughs> All right, Josh. Hey, this is Josh here, Uther Beignet. Uh, really want to spread that honey all over my bread. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, now I'm uncomfortable. Chris, please distract me from what Josh just said. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Chris, and I play Marcus Whalen, the rogue, and um, I cannot believe my group. <laughs> and this is why you were elected leader, the only one not to make a B pun. And last but not least, we have Jacob. I am Gork. Gork say B pun. Excellent. That's exactly what we would ex- would have expected from you, Gork. So Correct. when last we met, the Kamani Mead Festival had started. Uh, most of the party had been assigned to the South Courtyard, where they had a stage of live performances, several different vendor booths, uh, an eating and drinking area. However. Caitlin and Uther were assigned guard duty inside, with Caitlin covering the tours through the metery, and Uther hanging out with Lathai, his favorite person ever, on the catwalks. Uh, several hours into the festival, there was a bit of a disturbance inside the metery proper. Lathai and Uther went to investigate uh, after finding an unlocked door and a light on at the end of a dark, spooky hallway and other tropes that lead to disaster. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest of the party outside of the metery started hearing a buzzing sound that got louder and louder and louder until finally a queen bee dragon burst from the factory itself and started spewing molten honey all over the courtyard. So when we get started with today's episode, we're actually going to start with Caitlin. Oh boy. You wake up Um. on the floor of the metery. Okay. The ceiling above you has collapsed, and most of the catwalk is spread across the room that you're in. You were in the bottling section right before the end of your latest tour. Most of the other tour members are unconscious nearby on the floor. One unfortunate soul appears to be under the catwalk. You're not really sure how they're faring at present. Lena, the tour guide, is at the end of the hall. She's looking around with concern on her face, but is seemingly afraid to step into the room. What do you do? Um, okay, so I just woke up and there's someone under the catwalk that looks really hurt. You're not sure whether they're even alive at this point. Okay. Um, I am going to kind of look around because I think right when I wake up, I just don't understand what happened. Okay. And try to assess my surroundings like see what's broken or like um if there's any sign of like fire or anything that i need to escape from okay um go ahead and give me i'm gonna make this a perception check first roll of the day (laughs) 
Natural one. I see shit. <laughs> oh, God. As you stand up and take in your surroundings, um, a buzzing fills your head. And it's not the buzzing of the dragon above. It's uh, the buzzing that comes from taking a wound. Uh, your vision becomes cloudy and foggy, and you find yourself falling to your knees back on the ground, having discovered absolutely nothing. Great. Okay, um, I guess since I did see Lena, I'm assuming I at least saw her, I'm going to try to get up and go towards her, okay. since it seems like everyone else in here is either knocked out or dead. Okay, go ahead and make a dex check to get your feet under you. Okay, that's better. Thank God. Uh, 18. 18. After a couple of attempts where you fall forward, you do manage to get to your feet. Your head becomes clearer. Uh, the aching in your left horn goes away, and you start stumbling your way towards Lena, who's kind of reaching her hand out and motioning for you to get closer, looking afraid. As you reach her, she says, Oh, thank goodness you're all right, Caitlin. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. I just... I, we were walking, and then... Oh, my head hurts so bad. Was there, like, an explosion? As far as I, I, I hear know. I hear this buzzing. Uh, uh, well, I hear a little bit of buzzing, too, but I think, and she actually points at your forehead, and as she taps you on the forehead, you get a searing pain, and as you reach your hand up, it comes down, and you can see blood. Uh, you did take a pretty grievous injury. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just try to get maybe like my handkerchief and like hold it over where the blood is mm -hmm. that I can like at least detect to kind of try to stop the bleeding. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you take out your handkerchief and as you hold it to the wound, Lena continues and says, we need to evacuate the building. Uh, we, we should we should at least see what we can do for these people. Do you know if they're alive? Uh, I wasn't able to check, but let me, I'll go back in and look around and see if anyone's still alive. Okay. Um, as you pull your handkerchief down to kind of check the blood flow, you notice that there's not as much as you would have expected. It appears to have been um, a, a gusher head wound, so it was a, a lot of initial blood that has now poured down your face, and you have once again become a red tiefling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to make that joke for a long oh, time. <laughs> <laughs> but the blood flow appears to have slowed, at least for now. Okay. Um, as you turn back to the other individuals in the room, you do see five of them. One is under the catwalk. The other four are just kind of sprawled throughout the room. And seeing you and seeing that nothing happened in the room when you walked towards her, Lena will come with you into the area. Okay. Lena, let's go ahead and check the four that aren't under the catwalk. I... I'm afraid the one under the catwalk might be deceased just based off of that weight, but let's check these four and then we'll check the catwalk next. Okay. Lena will agree with you. Um, she'll move over to the two on the right and ask that you check the two on the left. And for that, I'm going to need two medicine checks. Okay. Uh, nat 20 for one. Okay. And uh, 17 for the other. That person may not be dead, but you'll know if they are or not. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, with the nat 20 and the 17, both of the people that you find, both women, uh, both appear to be gnomish, uh, are alive, though okay. unconscious. Uh, one of them appears to have a long gash down her left arm, which is bleeding, but is not putting her life in immediate danger. And the other appears to have just fallen unconscious, whether due to alcohol consumption or what <laughs> actually happened in the room, you're not certain. Okay. Uh, Lena, these two are okay. They should be able to last a bit. Come help me with the one on the catwalk if your two are looking all right. Um, she'll look down and say, these two are both dead. Oh, 
All right, well, we'll try to save these two here since they're both alive. Let's try to see if the one under the catwalk survived. Okay, and she'll move over to the catwalk with you. Um, I'm going to need another medicine check, but since Lena is helping you, you can take this one at advantage. Okay. Uh, 18. 18. Uh, looking down. So there's good news and bad news. Which do you want first? Uh bad news okay so the bad news is the lower half of this individual's body is completely covered by the catwalk just based on what you can see at least one of his legs is completely shattered Oof. the good news is he's going to be able to feel that because he is alive okay good. Uh, great news yeah <laughs> uh, okay uh i'm trying to think what we could do if only gork was here he could probably help me lift this catwalk uh Lena, let's go ahead and get the two out of here um, that are over on the floor over there, and then let's see if we can find some help to get this catwalk lift, because I don't think I have the strength to pull this up. Just say, okay, okay. So we're going to pause with you for a moment, Caitlin. We're going to move over to Uther. All right. Uther, the last thing you remember was seeing the open door at the end of the hall before all hell broke loose. Okay. You were pretty close to the origin point of this explosion, and the catwalk that you were standing on, with Lefai slightly behind you, immediately collapsed. The last thing that you can remember is hitting the ground and seeing a piece of the catwalk dangling by its cord. You watched as one after another the cord snapped and it fell towards you. You felt a shove on your right shoulder and you were pushed out of the way before you blacked out. Now, waking up, you find yourself in a similar situation that Caitlin did. You're on the ground. Everything around you is rubble. The difference, of course, is that you're seeing the late afternoon sky above you as the roof of the building that you were in has exploded completely. Man, The first thing you notice is a hand sticking out from under the catwalk that is about five feet from you. It's a very familiar hand with a very familiar bow. Oh, shit. Lathai. I get up and I um, run over to... um, Okay. Um, he is actually conscious. And as he, he looks over, you see him kind of struggling under the catwalk, trying to pull himself free of it. And he says, ah, I'm glad to see you're all right. I'm glad to see that you're alive as well. And as he pulls, you hear a slight cracking sound. And he kind of goes, grunts over in pain. He says, I'm afraid I don't think I'm going to be much help in this situation. You should go. See if the others are okay. Evacuate the building. We have a job to do. Okay, but wh- what about you? The This whole place could go up in flames and you're trapped. Uh, he looks up at the sky above him and says, I'm not super worried about the ceiling collapsing at this point, but uh, I- I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Mm, can this is I the just most like... animated you've ever heard him before. I see. In this case, can I assess like how... Um... Uh, how hurt he, uh, he is. Give me... Yeah, give me a medicine check. Okay. I get a plus one to that. Ooh, I got a dirty 20. A dirty 20. Yes. Um, with a dirty 20, you can see that... Well, it's really what you can't see. The parts of the thigh that you can see, which at this point is up to his torso, look relatively undamaged. He's going to be bruised and hurting. The problem is what you can't see. The lower half of his body is still pretty much under the catwalk, and given the crunching that you heard, at least one of his bones is broken. Um, and he looks at you and says, please, Uther, 
I'll be fine. I fared worse. We have people to protect. All right, well, once I'm done out there, I'll come back for you. He nods. Uther, what are you doing? Um, all right, since uh, Lithai is going to be okay for now, I'm going to now kind of assess, like, how I can get out of this building uh, without getting hurt. <laughs> okay. Um, looking around you, the north side of the building, or the north side of the room that you are in, has completely collapsed. Um, that would be the origin point for whatever's happening outside right now. The south side appears, while not undamaged, the door is still functional. I see. Okay, well, I'm going to take Path of Least Resistance, so let's go through the door. Okay, you make your way through the door, and you can immediately hear grunting over to your left. Uh, I'm going to go over to the grunting and see what I can find out what's making that noise. you make your way through another door, and you see a scene of, well, Carnage doesn't quite describe it, but it's a mess in the bottling room. You can see several bodies lying prone across the entirety of the room, and two very familiar figures are currently trying to pry a catwalk off of a fifth. Uh, one of them is Caitlin, and the other is Lena, the tour guide. Oh, I'm going to rush over and start helping then. Okay, I need the two of you to give me a strength check. Oh, Uther, thank God you're here, because I don't think the two of us could take it, but maybe with you we can get it. All right. Because Uther is known for his strength. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's another body at this point. <laughs> his power and constitution well, are legendary. This body produced a 17, so... Oh, excellent. Right Mine out of was a 16. Okay, and Lena got a whopping four. Oh, Lena, <laughs> in for the assist. So, as you both begin to lift the catwalk off of this individual, uh, it lifts sideways as Lena drops her end of it and falls back down on his leg. At this point, the individual <sighs> wakes up and begins screaming in pain. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Don't worry, we're going to get you out. Just take a deep <laughs> breath with me. It's okay. Oh my we God. got you. What happened? Uh, get, it it off. get it off! Get it off! Get it off! Sir, sir, calm try. down. Gotta... Calm down. If you struggle, you're gonna make this worse. No, please, please help me! Get it off! Don't worry, we're gonna help you. You just gotta stay still. And okay? he starts please pushing at it himself. He's trying to struggle and squirm. He is in incredible pain right now. Oh. Um, I'm going to... Oh, fuck. I could knock him out again. <laughs> um... <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, <laughs> should we try lifting it again? One more try? Um, yeah, let's do it again. Okay. Okay. Go ahead and roll again. Strength <sighs> check. Okay. Ugh. Oh, I think it should be okay. Hey, another 17. <laughs> okay. Good. I, I got a f- uh, 15. Okay. And this time Lena got a 12. So doing a lot better. Uh, as you begin to lift the catwalk again, the individual actually takes his arm and pushes it as well. Um, Once it gets up by about a foot, Lena actually gently sets her side down, gets under the guy in the catwalk, uh, puts an arm under each shoulder, and pulls him out. And you can see that his leg is crushed. It's going to take a lot to get him back on his feet, which may not be the best thing to do right this half second, but he's out of immediate danger. Okay, good. What now? Um... Did we already carry... We, we did carry the two out already. It's just him. You did not. Oh, we did not. Okay. Um, Uther, I think we need to head out and see if we can find what's causing this problem and see if we can fend off anything that might be targeting this metery. Like, I think let's carry these three out and assess the situation from outside. I agree. Uh, we should definitely get them out as soon as possible. Also, Lathai is in the other room. He's also pinned under a... Um 
uh, scaffolding. So we're going to have to go back and get him. But he seems to be okay for now. He shouldn't be in an, in immediate danger. Okay, maybe when we go out, we can find, like, Bartholomew or, or Gork or Marcus. Someone can help us lift this. Like, we need another person. Uh, Lena, how about this? We're going to carry these three out. Can you watch over them and just we'll bring any other survivors we find? Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. So I guess let's go ahead and carry the three out and then try to come back with help for Lithai. Okay. You're easily able to drag the three out of the room and out of immediate danger. Um, I assume you're going to exit past the, the tour exit, like back into the southern yeah. courtyard. Um, yeah. As you make your way out the door, you look left towards the courtyard itself and you see pandemonium. There are people running every which direction, yeah, every which direction, left, right, falling to the ground, and the buzzing sound that you heard within the building is, the volume is exponentially louder, to say the least. There are small black and yellow objects flitting between the different goers. Uh, you hear stinging sounds. You hear people dropping to the ground. A couple of larger, larger-looking insects that you've never seen before, Caitlin, are flying throughout the crowd, stinging those who are down. They almost look like dragons. Um, they have horns on the top of their head, but they've also gotten mandibles coming out. Uh, they are striped black and yellow, and the larger ones have six legs that are uh, a mix between. Some of them are flying with their large leathery wings, and some of them are on the ground crawling towards the injured. Uh, looking up, you're just in time to hear the cry of the bee dragon queen as she flies away to the north. As you look towards the pandemonium in the courtyard, you can pick out a couple of familiar faces. Uh, in between some of the vendor tents, you do see your good friend Gork uh, and Machis nearby. And looking towards the stage, you actually do find Bartholomew. So, that being said, if everyone could direct their attention to roll 20, we're going to go ahead and get started with combat. So the scene that you can see in front of you, at the top here, we have Caitlin and Uther. You are in that blue square, that 10 by 15 blue square. That door that is just to your right is where you exited the metery. Down south across the path are the vendor stalls where people are running to and fro. That is where you will find Gork and Machis. Everyone, please make sure that you can control your characters. And then further south and slightly to the east is Bartholomew guarding the stage as he had was wont to do. The other individuals that you see here are the patrons of the festival, those that are still up and on their feet. You've got the bartenders over to the right. You've got the folks that were eating and drinking and being merry at the tables, just to the west of that. Um, and then you've got the performers up on the stage. Uh, everyone can see that, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Yep. Okay. Now for the problem. Well, there's a couple of different problems, really. <laughs> Let me go ahead problems. and introduce you to the problems. Chuckles, we're in danger. <laughs> there are bee dragons all over the entirety of the southern courtyard. As you can see, I have labeled them as such. The three larger ones are the bee dragon warriors. The rest are the bee dragon workers that move in swarms. Uh, everyone confirm that you can see those easily enough? I believe yep. so. I don't see. So... Gork, Marcus, and Bartholomew, you're more easily able to see this than Caitlin and Uther being further south, but Mama Freya is still at her tent at the end of the southern walkway. 
she is a part of this as well, and as of yet, she is still alive. Now, I need to be clear about something. Your objective in this combat is not to slay the bee dragons. You see this blue square at the top that serves as Caitlyn and Uther's starting point, but also the exfiltration point for the goers, the attendees, the patrons. Your goal is to get as many of them out safely. Yeah, Makes sense? Okay. Mm-hmm. I understand, but does Gork? Who knows? Gork, make an intelligence <laughs> check. <laughs> but do you actually want? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, you know, you, you and I, everyone knows that this is going to be a 16. A 16. Gork, your objective <laughs> is to get Mama Freya out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and with Gork, that, Gork understands calories. Gork understands the need to feed, and Mama Freya makes the best feed. To feed. Jeez. Fortunately, at least Gork is with Marcus, so he can, like, help with some of the. Marcus will help everybody else. Yeah. All right, yes. that being said, I need everybody to roll initiative. Initiative. And I am going to roll for the bad guys. Sparkle die, don't fail me now. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. I'm really loving my fail, dice today. They, they are being very friendly with me. He said, not knowing that they were about to fuck him over. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what'd you say? You just cursed your dice. Yep. No, no, I believe in them. I believe in well, the heart of the dice. The heart of the dice. Believe in the heart of the dice. Does anyone remember that one Yu-Gi-Oh episode yes. where they're playing dice games instead of card games? Dungeon oh, Dice yeah. Monsters. Dungeon yeah, Dice Monsters. Such, such, such a weird episode. Yes. Okay. We just had to do a different gambling game. 25 to 20. Oh, that's a good start. Wait, 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 hold on. 23. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. So Uther just couldn't do math. Got it. <laughs> yep. I was like, wait a second. I didn't actually add. <laughs> I got 16. Okay. I also got 16. Uh, which of you has the higher dexterity? I have a plus three. I have a plus one, so probably okay. So, Caitlin, you are going to go before Gork. Give me a moment to write all of this down. Caitlin, I feel like this is a great opportunity <laughs> to uh, <laughs> plug your book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so while we are getting initiative ready... So we're about to face some bee dragons. Uh, If anyone is interested in what the bee dragon is, I created it in a creature compendium. Uh, It's available over on my website at caitlinmckeg.com forward slash shop. And it's actually now available on Amazon. So if you'd like to purchase it on either platform, just look up the complete McKeg creature compendium volume one link in the description as well. It's amazing. Excellent. That being said, 15 to 10. I just did that. 10 to 5. 10, 10, 10, 10. Ten. Nine. Okay. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> I thought that was funny, Josh. Because <laughs> I, was, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh, man. What? <laughs> Nani? 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 None we, are, uh, we are the intelligent among us, Josh. <laughs> yes, yes. For understanding that completely stupid joke. Exactly. We we uh, are the one percent. That's everyone. Wait, is it not <laughs> self hate. <laughs> oh okay. shit! Come on. <laughs> we are the I 1%. hate myself now. <laughs> Uther I has a crisis just, of faith. I just missed two jokes. I think. I'm a believer. Well, the one percent joke is because of uh, Uther Josh and and the, the bourgeois. bourgeois. <laughs> yes. Okay. So at the top of the round, beginning combat, Uther, you're up first. All wow. right. I am the that's first. That's a first. I know. Not last. We're dead. 
Yes. Damn it. He beat me to it. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna I'm assessing the the field here, looking forward, and I can see that Marcus and Gork are um, fairly okay in the sense that there's nothing too close to them besides a couple of bees, uh, like it looks like a swarm. Uh, yep. It's close to them and one of the bigger bee dragons. So that that's going to be fun. Uh, since my goal is to make sure that they're all okay and get them um, a clear path. Let's see here. Um, because I have this much time, I'm looking through my spell book. I just whip it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a little pocket size edition. I'm about <laughs> I'm about to take your six second round away. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. And I'm gonna use a silent image. <laughs> okay. What does that um, do? Silent image. You create the image of an object, a creature, or some other visible phenomenon that is no larger than a 15 foot cube. Uh, the image appears uh, at a spot within range and lasts for the duration, and it's purely vi- uh, visual. And it doesn't have a s- sound, smell, or other sensory effects. Okay, so what image are you creating? I am creating uh, our famous um, Gork here in uh, condensed form. <laughs> uh, waiting- I'm not 15 by 15, <laughs> Josh. Mega Gork. Jesus. <laughs> I know. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm going to play some. Let- let's see what my range actually is here. Uh, silent image. Uh, 60 feet. Okay. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. Okay. So I'm going to play some uh, over here, waving his arms and being obnoxious as possible. Over off the side of the road there. Okay. So you're going to place it to the west of the actual Gork. You're going to place a 15 foot by 15 foot fake Gork. Yes. It, uh, Will anything dispel this image? Like if something were to go after it? Uh, let's see. You can use your action to cause the image to move a spot within range. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. For example, I swear I read this spell before. Uh, concentration up to 10 minutes. Physical interaction with the image revealed that it to be an illusion because these things can pass through it. Uh, a creature that uses its action to examine the image can determine that it is an illusion with a successful intelligence investigation check against your spell. Save DC. Uh, if the creature okay, discerns... That's fine. That's all okay. I need to know. <laughs> okay, good. Right. Anything else you want to do on your tune, turn, Uther? Um, let's see. Since that is my uh, action there... Oh, let's see. Is this also another action? It is. Okay. Um, No, that's going to be it for me. I'm just uh, basically, I will move my character here instead of just, I'm going to move towards uh, uh, Marcus to make sure that I have better range for the other creatures. So I'm going to move over 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet forward. Okay, so you move 25 feet to the south, heading towards the commotion. Uh, Marcus, you turn around and you can actually see Caitlin and Uther having exited the building, and Uther is making his way towards you. At the same time, a large fake gork appears just out of the corner of your vision, and as you turn, you're freaked out for a moment. Ah. Like, ah, there's two of them, and one of them's enormous. <laughs> but you're uh, easily able to assume that this is something that Uther has done. All right, Uther, last chance. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, yes, that is the end of my turn. All right, Caitlin, you're up. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and run forward. 
There's a group of three here right by where we just exited. I'm going to run up to them and try to kind of get their attention and be like, you evacuate, go that way, run that way. We have to get out of here. Um, the two that were uh, talking to one another previously that are just to your, to, technically to your right, Caitlin, as you're running forward, uh, they stop and look at you, having been seemingly arguing about which way they need to go. And as you point, uh, point frantically behind you and say, you need to run that way, they look at you, they look at one another, and they nod and begin to head in that direction. Okay. Um, would I be able to, since I didn't use all my movement, can I get this third this third guy over here? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So then I'll run up, get that one's attention, mm-hmm. and tell it to like run that way. So that third individual that you just uh, walked up to appears to be very drunk. Not really sure what's going through their head right now. They were staring into the sky where the bee dragon queen was momentarily, or moments ago, I should say. Uh, when you walk up and try and get their attention, uh, he's still just kind of staring at the sky, and it takes a couple of uh, seconds of prodding to kind of tell him to go the other way. So then he is he heading the the correct direction now? Uh, yeah, he's he's aware, and when it's his turn <laughs> in the initiative order, you think he'll follow what you just told him okay. to do. All right, I will just stay in place then to make sure that everyone uh, is protected as they're fleeing. Okay, and one thing to note, and this is for everybody in the party, if you take the time to direct folks um, and explain to them exactly where they need to be going, that is going to be your action. Okay. All right, something to be aware of. Caitlin, that's the end of your turn. Yes. Gork, buddy, pal, you're up. Gork has a mission. Mm-hmm. Gork wants the bread lady to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Gork moves forward <laughs> through this person who is just so improperly in the way and sees, of course, a swarm of things which need swatting. Mm-hmm. Gork <laughs> begins to froth as he str- as he swings his sword through the gr- through the dragon worker thing. Okay. Yes. Before that. we get to the attack roll, Gork, you ran through an individual as a very large <laughs> creature yourself. Do you do anything to get them out of your way, or are you just running straight through them? Uh, you know what? Well, before because it's pre because it's pre froth, we'll give it just enough that I grab him by the scruff and yank him behind me in the direction I was coming okay, from. Okay, so that particular individual is now going to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, uh, that I was bet a he great is. roll. So this guy <laughs> actually moves five feet f- uh, backwards, I should say, mm. toward the exfiltration point and falls on his ass. I bet. <laughs> so that <laughs> one is now considered prone as you run through him, Gork, and engage the bee dragon workers. As you come up to them, you realize that these things might almost be cute. You know, they don't have as many as many fangs or any mandibles that the, the workers do, but they are in a swarm and they look very pissed off. So Gork, make an attack roll. Gork does not understand the concept of Q and Gork nat 20s. And Gork Whoa! nat 20s. Oh excellent, God. excellent. Go ahead and roll your damage, Gork. Oh, you better believe I'm going to do that. Let's see here. We're looking at mm, 2d6 plus 4 plus uh, uh, 2 damage with strength weapons. Nine damage. So let me be clear about something. So you rolled the 2d6. Mm-hmm. And what did you get on that? That was a four. Four doubled because it's a nat 20. Right. You're right. I'm okay. Dumb. So that's eight. So then we're looking at eight plus another or plus four is 12 mm-hmm. plus two is Where's that plus two coming from? Rage. Did you rage? I did rage. The froth. I'm currently, I'm currently beginning okay. the froth. So when you say the froth, I do need you to tell me that you're raging. <laughs> that is a rage. The froth yes, the is froth not enough. Is the rage. The froth is the rage. <laughs> Description-wise, ra- the froth is not enough. Okay, so that is a grand total of how many points of damage? Fourteen points of damage. Fourteen points of what kind of damage? 
That would be a slashing so, damage. So, 14 points of slashing damage against that particular swarm of bee dragon workers. As you run forward, great sword in hand, you swing down towards the swarm of bee dragons. You actually do manage to cut a few of them in half, but since there are so many, a bunch of them are able to dodge out of the way. Uh, it's almost like slashing at a bunch of tiny bees isn't as effective as you might have thought. <laughs> Gork does not think that. Let's just be honest. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Gork, <laughs> is that the end of your turn? That is currently the end of Gork's turn. Excellent. That means that it's their turn. So the bee dragon warriors are going to go first. This first one that is right in front of you, Gork, is actually going to turn towards large fake you and attempt to attack it. Uh, after doing so, it uses its bite attack against the fake Gork and discovers that it is, in fact, fake. <laughs> and Josh is gone, but I'm pretty sure that that means it's gone. Or at least yes. that they know that it's uh, not real. All right, so fake Gork vanishes, and the bee dragon looks very unhappy. It turns to find its next target, and the first person it sees is Gork. The bee dragon warrior looking at you, Gork, as you're kind of trying to figure out what happened with this swarm. You see the larger uh, bee dragon move towards you, not with any sort of precision, but it flies past one of the tents and lands just next to you, and it's going to attempt to use its sting attack against you. Gork, what's your armor class? That'll be 13. A 13. So with that roll, that is a 19 to hit. Do. Okay, so Gork, as the creature Stinger plunges into your right arm, you take a whopping three points of piercing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. All right. And I am resistant to piercing damage while raging, so mm -hmm. is that three damage up front, or is that three damage after resistance? So the way I do resistances, especially for rage, is if a creature is resistant to damage and you get an odd amount of damage... This is just for every player to be aware. If it is you attacking the monster, we round up. If it is the monster attacking you, we round down. So, Gork, you take one point of piercing damage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then a con save gives me 15... Oh, sorry, that's uh, 14. Okay, so with a 14, you do actually save, but you will still take some damage. So you take six points of poison damage, Gork. Gross. Yes. They hurt. They do hurt. All right. So that is the end of that bee dragon warrior's turn. The second one, which is currently stomping around near the tables, is going to look around for its target, and it's going to target the guest that's at the table to its right. So as the bee dragon looks around uh, angrily, you see its eyes gazing across those that are still standing. It makes its way off of the table it was standing on and towards the one nearest to the bar. Uh, as it bears down on this individual, it's going to attempt to bite and sting the patron of the mm -hmm. Kamani Mead festival so with its bite attack it does actually manage to sink its teeth or its its the teeth fangs mandibles <laughs> all the young it, it, it sinks its biting apparatus into the target's shoulder this used to be such See, a nice target, neighborhood yeah <laughs> that target is going to take four <laughs> points of piercing damage and you watch as he falls down to the ground bleeding from his shoulder uh the bee dragon war warrior is then going to attempt to sting this target but you watch as the, the individual who had fallen to the floor clutching his shoulder backs up a little bit and the stinger lands right between its legs. Woo! 
Whew. Missing entirely. Let's see, that's going to be the end of that one's turn. And finally, we have the third Bee Dragon worker, which is currently on the stage, bearing down on the performers nearest to you, Bartholomew. Uh, this one is still standing in front of one of the performers and is going to attempt both of its attacks on that one, on that individual. So the first attack, the bite attack, is actually going to miss. You see that that individual, who is currently holding a guitar of some sort, shoves it forward right into the jaws of the Bee Dragon warrior, who bites down, breaking the neck of the guitar, but saving his skin. That that uh that, that guitarist is like, my mom was right. I should have been a lawyer. Just <laughs> <laughs> take inspiration for that. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, but the sting attack. Ah, here's what happens now. Sorry, guys. It takes its stinger, and as it prepares to lunge forward, uh, the bee dragon doesn't quite realize that it wasn't in the air like it wanted to be. The stinger plunges into the wood of the stage and is stuck. So the bee dragon's actually going to lose its movement for this turn. Those those are some excellent rolls for the party. Sweet. All mm -hmm. right. Uh, after the end of the warrior's turn, Marcus, you're up. All righty. Um, how does that guy look that just got, like, bulldozed by uh, Gork? That got bulldozed by Gork. Yeah, uh, the, the one that got, got bulldozed. Oh, oh, the guy that you you mean the the civilian. We'll call them civilians for now. Civilian. Because yeah. for some reason I thought you were talking about the bee dragon swarm, and oh, I was no, like, no. did Gork bulldoze the bees? <laughs> um, the individual <laughs> that's down is dazed and confused, but not out. Also appears to be a drunk patron. Okay. All right. Um. So I'm looking around me. It looks like Gork's tied up most of those. Um, bees around the, the um, south of us, and uh, I see Caitlin and Uther behind me, ushering people out. I figured that this guy is going to be pretty alright, uh, and I see the commotion over at the tables, so Marcus is going to head um, head west, our west. Let's see, can I believe that's east? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yes, sorry, you can. Okay, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. I'm going to step right here and try to like intercept intercept between the swarm and this lady here and I'm gonna shout at her, get out of here. Okay. And I can point like towards where Uther and Caitlin are. Okay. And then face back towards the bees. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to do, Uth or uh, Marcus? Uh am I able to make an attack against these guys still? Mmm let me think about that. I wanna I wanna make sure that we're we're clear on the, the rules yeah, here. So yeah. you did take the time to let her know where to escape, so that is gonna count as your action. So unfortunately okay. I'm going to say no, you cannot make an attack this turn. Uh can I prepare a no, that would be an action too to prepare a dodge. Yeah. Uh I'll just ready I'll face the bees. Okay, you're facing the bees and letting them know you mean business. So as you business. run around the tents, you can see one of the servers. Uh, you lose inspiration, Caitlin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any. Oh, that's uh that's unfortunate. Tragic. Uh, you see one of the servers currently running away from the tables in a seemingly random direction. You wave for her attention and you tell her to leave closer to Uther and Caitlin. She immediately rights herself and begins running towards the exit. At that, you turn and face the bee dragon swarm that you had just passed, hoping that you will be its target. <laughs> Next up, Bartholomew. All right. So I am going to uh, start to head up to the stage. Okay. Um, make my way up the stairs. Looking at the three performers, I'm going to put myself um, at the, the uh, next to the workers, uh, and I'm going to yell to the three performers that are on the stage and and say, "I need you to not worry about the bees. You see the the the, the tiefling off in the distance over there. I need you to head towards her direction immediately. Let us handle the bees." Okay. Be gone. 
<laughs> 10 points of psychic damage everyone dies <laughs> I gotta think of more B puns <laughs> you know I made that pun at the beginning I was like ha 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 it's gonna be funny and then this happened and now I'm just cause I actually I'm secretly a pun hater but I, I try to I try to kind of like staunch that when we're recording. I'd be ha ha ha! I'm funny. Uh, okay. It's jokes. But now I hate them again. Well, uh, <laughs> well, well be careful. Guys... <laughs> Luther's about to be dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it has nothing to do with me. Um, of course not. Okay. That being said, Bartholomew, is that the end of your turn? Uh, I believe. Oh no! Can I actually see Gork from here? I'm gonna say Up no. The, the tent is perfectly blocking your line of sight. Can I see? I can see Marcus, though, right? Yes, you can. Then I'll use my bonus action to throw him some inspiration, uh, and and oh. the way that I'm going to inspire him is is just uh, by acting so great in in this moment of of, of turmoil. He kind of sees me motioning over and, and acting like a real person instead of like a jackass. So that <laughs> inspires him to also do better. So Marcus, oh, as you man. turn and face the bee dragons, you hear a shout coming from the stage and you hear, leave the bees to us! Get out while you can! You turn and you see Bartholomew in all of his glory standing tall, facing down a swarm of his own. And you're like, damn, he's good. And you can Honestly, take the bardic inspiration. Honestly, let's be real. Marcus is probably super inspired with the billowing cape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the cape does billow. It's just constantly. Constantly billowing. Oh, excellent, Lord. excellent. Bartholomew, that's, is that the end of your turn? And that'll be the end of my turn. Excellent. That would definitely work. That would work on Mark. He's like, wow, he's not, he's not a screw-up in this moment. <laughs> in this <laughs> one singular Shit. moment, your party did something right. <laughs> okay, it is now time for the workers' turns. We're actually going to start with the group of workers that is hugging the edge of the factory. Um, looking around and seeing everything that's going on, it's going to be a, a tie as to whether or not they'll attack the server nearby or go for Uther. So, I'm going to roll it. a four-sided die. Uther, which two numbers do you want? Uh, two and four. Alright, if it's a two and a four, the B-Dragon will attack Uther. If it's a one and a three, B-Dragon will attack the server. That's a one. It's going to go for the server. So this swarm of bees starts to move down towards a server that was kind of looking in horror at the warrior that had just bitten one of the patrons, uh, not noticing the swarm come to a stop in her space and is going to go ahead and make its sting attack against her. So that is a 16 on the die for a dirty 20. <laughs> or I'm sorry, it's actually not a dirty 20. It's a 19 to hit. That's still going to hit. Scott can't add. So <laughs> with the server... That's fair. When the server staring on in horror fails to notice the swarm coming right at her and they start stinging her repeatedly, she takes a whopping three points of piercing damage and is now screaming very loudly. Oof. All right. The second swarm, which is on the tables right next to this server, is actually going to... I'm uh, going to go attack one of the bartenders. So it moves downward towards the bar where the two uh, two bartenders are currently trying to hide, hoping that they'll be able to escape the bee's notice. It unfortunately did not work. Uh, that bee, Dragon Swarm, is also going to attempt to make a sting attack. Is going to hit, so you hear another scream coming from behind the bar as that individual takes two points of piercing damage. Let's see, the third swarm is actually the one on you, Marcus. Mm. It's going to make its sting attack against you. The first thing it's actually going to do is it's going to move forward into your space. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> that was Marcus being upset. Okay. <laughs> Not, the bees. Bees. <laughs> Not the bees! Not the bees! Okay. Ah. 
Marcus, what's your armor class? 16. 16. And what kind of, uh, are you wearing armor? I am, yeah. What kind? Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure it's like, I think it was leather. Leather of some kind? Yeah. Um, so as you kind of face the swarm and you feel inspired by the performance that you just saw from Bartholomew, uh, the bees swarm around you and you can feel their stingers digging into your armor, but the stingers aren't quite big enough to get through. Um, the, the swarm missed. <laughs> It's still in your space, mm, but mm-hmm, it missed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's see. Next up is going to be the swarm that's on Gork. So, Come Gork, on. the bees crowd your space as well. This is going to be really funny. It's just bees on top of people, <laughs> and that's the entire thing. Gork, what's your armor class? 13. 13. So that's an 18 on the die for a 21 to hit. So as the bees swarm you, you're taking a look at the large one, and the smaller ones kind of invade your space, and you feel little little pecking marks on your arms, and you take a whopping five points of piercing damage, reduced to two. Nice. Okay, got it. So, the fifth swarm, and for the record, there are three workers, for those of you listening at home, there are three warriors and seven worker swarms. So, swarm number five is going to attack the patron who is currently hiding under the table near the bars. Uh, You watch as the bees kind of dip under the table themselves, uh, dip under the tables, uh, and you hear a scream coming from underneath as, uh, the stingers land a hit. Mm. The sixth swarm is the one down near the... It's kind of a cul-de-sac is how I would describe it at the end of the walkway. There are three tents, one to the south, one to the east, and one to the west. Uh, the one to the west is where Mama Freya is currently, and there are four patrons, Mama Freya included. So, Gork, you love Bread Lady. Oh, yes. I'm going to roll a d4 <laughs> to see who this bee dragon swarm attacks. Better not be Bread Lady. Well, swear that's, that's up to you. Which number do you want Bread Lady to be? <laughs> bread Lady is going to be four. Bread Lady She's is going to be four. So let's see here. It is a two on the die. Yes. A two. So <laughs> swarm number six is actually going to go to the tent to the south and attempt to sting that. Not a patron. In this case, he's a seller. Uh, and is going to land its stinger hit. So that person takes six points of piercing damage and is also currently screaming in pain. And the seventh and final swarm is the one that's on you, Bartholomew, and it's going to attack you because uh, in your effort to be billowing and frightful and give a presence off, the bees are now targeting you. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Bartholomew, what's your armor class? Uh, 14. That is a 14 exactly, so unfortunately they are going to hit you. Damn bees. So if you take three points of piercing damage as you feel the stingers kind of sting all over your body. I hope I'm not allergic to bees and never been stung by bees before. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jesse, what's, what's, what's rule two? Uh, give oh, Scott ideas. Yeah, never give the DM ideas. So at the bottom of the turn order, we have the civilians. Yay. Excellent, excellent. So we're actually going to start at the top with the civilians that Caitlin has told that they need to leave. Uh, their movement speed is going to be 20 unless otherwise inspired. So the two that we're arguing will immediately la- make a <clears throat> beeline towards the ah. exit. <laughs> he did it. I did it. I did I'm so the thing. I'm so proud of you. And the two that we're arguing actually managed to make it to the exit unscathed. So these two, roll 20, work with me, have now successfully escaped, and I'm removing them from the board as they are no longer targets. The third one is going to go 20 feet up and is just outside of the rescue zone, but are currently, uh, Uther, Caitlin, you're sort of blocking the way for them, so you're assuming that that one is going to be fine. Next up, we're going to move to the one that fell down who has to use 10 feet of his movement to get up since Gork knocked him over. 
uh, after, too weak. <laughs> after getting up, he kind of looks around and sees people running to the north, and he's going to move ten feet north and stop next to you, Caitlin. Okay. Uh, the waitress, uh, or the server that was not attacked, because instead Marcus was, is going to heed his advice and is going to move twenty feet towards the exit, but uh, is currently just south of the mead factory and is probably about 30 or 40 feet away from the exit. Everyone see what's happening? Uh, the others are going to move as well. Um, the lady who is, the server who was attacked near the factory is still kind of under a swarm of bees and unfortunately she is not really in, in a right state of mind to run. She's going to actually attempt to slap the bees away. And manages to land a hit. Uh, so, Luther, you're really the, the closest one here to be able to see this. You watch as the, the woman is kind of like slapping away. And you watch as she connects, lands a shot, and one of the bee dragons just kind of falls to the ground. At the same time, you see a spray, a mist, coming out oh, of that spot. Shit. You're not really sure what it is, uh, but the woman has to make a constitution saving throw. What? Does manage to make the saving throw. <laughs> Okay, all right, so that's all that happens there. So you see that the, the cloud is released, and the cloud is released in a five-foot area around the bees themselves, so for anybody that was watching. Uh, the individual who was bitten by the bee dragon warrior is also going to attempt to fight back and is going to try and punch the warrior and misses completely. So as he takes his injured arm and attempts to strike, the bee dragon kind of rears out of the way a little bit, and the swing goes completely wide. I need to make sure... That I mark things appropriately. My bad. There's a lot to keep track of here. Okay. To do. Who do we want to go next? We're gonna go with the other folks that are in the bar area. So who we have left is we have four patrons and two bartenders. Uh, so patron number five here, for those of you that are able to see the map, uh, is currently also under this table, and a swarm of bees is there as well. This one is gonna attempt to crawl out from under the table and run the hell away. However, that <laughs> is going to give the bees an attack of opportunity. Oh, no. So as you see this individual crawl out from under the table and begin to run towards the exit, the bees themselves, the buzzing, the buzzing sound goes from under the table, and you can see two or three of them shoot out from underneath and attempt to sting this individual, but they miss completely. So that one is going to move north 20 feet towards the exit and away from swarm number five. Uh, the bartender that's under the table is going to attempt to run as well, the one that was just stung. Uh, the bee dragons attempt to sting him again as well and actually manage to land a hit, dealing said bartender five points of piercing damage. Um, let's see, who's nearby enough to see this? Bartholomew, you have a vantage point, so even though you're currently swarmed by bees, you watch as the bartender falls to the ground and does not move. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Rut row. He's dead. <laughs> All right. The other bartender is going to attempt to hop over the bar away from the swarm that just killed his uh, co-worker and run the hell away. Does actually manage to hop over the bar in a, a rather dexterous move, but unfortunately doesn't really know where to go, so he's going to run into random directions. You watch as he runs 20 feet south Yikes. away from the exit. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Mom was right. <laughs> <laughs> I should have become a performer. <laughs> uh, the remaining three patrons, having been bolstered and within the range of Bartholomew's inspiring cape, are going to uh, look around, take a moment to assess their surroundings, and are actually going to run the correct direction. So all three of them are currently heading towards the exit. 
All right. I'd say last but not least, but we still have seven people on the field to move. So we're going to start with the four at the tents near Mama Freya, including Mama Freya herself. Um, seeing Gork engage with the bee dragons and seeing everything that's happening, they don't really know where to go. Uh, Bartholomew, Gork, Marcus, you can all see them looking around confusedly. Uh, the first one is going to pick a random direction and attempt to go that way. Three says that they go east, so uh, the woman at the bar on the east is going to run 20 feet in the wrong direction, and everybody Yikes. else is going to follow suit, including the individual that's being swarmed. Fortunately, the bee dragons attempt to pursue him and miss. Mama Freya, on the other hand, is going to run towards Gork. Oh, coming in for the assist <laughs> yeah. for her big bread boy. <laughs> she runs toward Gork, but is unfortunately unable to do anything else this turn. And then finally, we have the three performers who uh, were inspired by Bartholomew and are going to run the hell away in the correct direction. You watch as two of them leap off of the stage, and the third tries to evade the worker. Worker's going to get an attack of opportunity, and oh, the worker's not going to get an attack of opportunity because his stinger's stuck in the stage. Yay, stinger's <laughs> stuck in the stage. Yeah. <laughs> stinger's stuck at the stage. That is the end of the civilian's turn. Does anybody have any questions on what happened during round one? Nope, lots of movement, lots of stinging, yeah. one one person dead. Yep, yep. <laughs> Two saved and one dead. Very important number. All yes. right. Top of the round, Uther. Oh, this is hard. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Uther, no more wand jokes. Think <laughs> 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 long and hard about it. Oh, gosh. Trying to see how how far 60 feet is. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> considering everything and that we need to save people. Okay. So. To, to save everyone, I will endanger myself even more. <laughs> 5, 10, 15, 20. Remember, please, to move in five-foot increments so I can see your exact pathing. Yeah. So I am moving towards the uh, south. Uh, I'm sorry, east. So 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah, right there. I'm actually just going to move 15 in this case. Okay. I'm going to move there. Um, I am going to use my... Uh, uh, let's see. Let me bring that back up again. Uh, I am still going to be using my silent image, but this time, because of what I know about dragons in general, that they're territorial, I am going to create a uh, red dragon as an image <laughs> floating in the air in the hopes that the bee dragons will want to attack it in the sense of, like, we have to defend our, our territory. Scream! Okay, where are you going to put said image? That is what I'm kind of debating. I am going to say here. Here being near the bar. Uh, yes, uh, near the bar, uh, towards the south end where the water barrel is. As a bonus action, I could be pointing towards uh, the door behind me uh, without saying anything, if that's all right. Sure, whether or not people will actually see and react to that uh, is going to be up to chance. Yes. Okay, Uther, is that the end of your turn? That will be the end of my turn in this case. Okay, Caitlin, you're up. Okay, um, I'm going to go ahead. I think I'm going to go try to help the people that flee the tent area with all the vendors. Okay. 
um, and in an attempt to try to kind of get towards Mama Freya and tell her to run the other way. 5, 15, 20, 25, 30. Okay, so I moved uh, south towards the tents, and now I'm right ne- next to Mama Freya. And I'm like, Mama Freya, you got to get out of here. Go that way, and I point back towards the exit. Okay, Mama Freya looks back at you, and you can see that uh, her eyes are wide with fear, and she kind of looks at you. And then looks towards Gork, who is kind of getting swarmed, and she kind of points at him uh, with a worried look in her eye. Don't worry, I got him covered. Um, she'll say okay, or well, she won't say anything. She'll nod. It'd <laughs> 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 be weird if she started talking now. <laughs> it's like a really deep. been saving it this whole okay. time. <laughs> it's, 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 it's one of those moments where, like, Caitlin stops and looks. Gork stops and looks. Like, the all bees of combat stop and ceases look. for a moment. Yeah. Everyone's like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the bees look at her, too. The bees like, look, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Caitlin, anything else you wanted to do this turn? Um... I'm trying to, I guess I'll try to do uh, my vicious mockery to the large bee dragon, or the the bee warrior. Um, So I'll just yell at it, be like, hey, you, your stinger looks stupid. Okay. (laughs) I would have said small. I could think of. Oh, I could have said small. Your stinger's so small. It has to make a uh, wisdom 12 saving throw. Wisdom 12 saving throw. That is a natural 20. Fuck! Oh, <laughs> man. It understands the appropriate sizing of its stuff. Uh, so you uh, watch as you turn towards this. Does anything happen if you if he fails to save? Uh, no. Okay. Um, you look over to this bee dragon warrior and you say, Hey, your stinger's tiny! And as if responding to the jab, the bee dragon warrior turns to look at you and you watch as the rest of its stinger extends from its, uh, its uh, <laughs> end area. And it gets about three times longer. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Caitlin, is that the end of your turn? That's the end of my turn. Right, Gork, you're gonna have, a, you're gonna have going. a hell of a time swinging a greatsword at something in your movement space. Right. See, Gork's froth is now coming on a little bit better right now. Gork just got hit by something much bigger than the small, annoying things that may or may not be cute, <laughs> and begins to swing at the big one. Okay, so you're gonna take a swing at the big one. Go ahead and roll the hit. That is. A 17 to hit. That is its armor class exactly. That is a hit. Bada bing, bada boom. All right. Mm, we're looking at 2d6 plus 4. So we're looking at 7 damage plus another 2 for my rage. So 9 damage total as I swing into it with that big great sword. Okay, 9 points of damage. So as you turn, ignoring the stings that are happening all over your body, you kind of give a, a little grin towards the bee dragon warrior. And as you raise your sword and slice down, it's paying attention to Caitlyn and doesn't see the slash coming. You hit it right across its, its you'd call it a torso region if it was a humanoid. And as the cut opens up, uh, some some guts start to spill out, but the bee dragon mm. just looks angry. Mm-hmm. I'm angry. We're all angry here. All right. <laughs> Everybody angry. <laughs> is that the end of your turn, Gork? That is the end of my turn. All right. Well, uh, it's going to respond in kind because it's that bee dragon warrior's turn next. Um, it almost would have focused on you, Caitlin, but then Gork <laughs> hit it, and now it's pissed. <laughs> So the bee dragon's going to turn back towards you, Gork, and make both of its attacks against you. So first, the bite attack is going to be an unnatural 20 to hit, which I believe will hit. Yes. Okay, so Gork, you take... Sorry, it's a bigger die for this one. (laughs) Gork, you take seven points of piercing damage, halved to three. Then it's going to attempt to make its stinger attack against you. 
The stinger, the stinger attack is also going to be an unnatural 20 to hit. Or if you take an additional three points of piercing damage, have to one, and I need a constitution saving throw. Yep. All right. Oof. That was a good roll on my part. That's not good. <laughs> that is a 15 constitution saving throw. Okay, fortunately, a 15 will save. However, you will still take half damage. So you took 15 points of poison damage, have to seven. Ugh. All right. Um, that's actually the end of that warrior's turn. The second warrior is going to, uh, the, which is the one near the bars in the table area, is going to continue its assault on the patron underneath it. And it's going to start with its bite attack. Um, the bite attack will actually miss. This individual is kind of struggling. They're, they're in a weird sort of tumble. It's almost as though they're grappling with one another on the ground. And the bee dragon can't quite get its jaws around this individual's throat, which it's trying for, but is instead going to back off and attempt a sting. The stinger, however, will hit its mark. And you watch oh, yeah. as the individual underneath the warrior goes still. Damn. So that's two dead. And then the final warrior is first going to see if it can't free itself from the stage. <laughs> it can. So this worker or this warrior is now free and turns towards you, Bartholomew. It's going to close with you. And it's only going to get one attack this turn. It's going to be its bite. Uh, what's your armor class? Uh, 14. Oh, well, aren't you lucky? That's a 13. Oh, thank so God. As the warrior <laughs> comes towards you, you look over, cloak billowing in the wind, bees swarming around you. And as you see this thing raise its jaws, one of the smaller bees gets right in its way, and it kind of stops moving right before it was about to strike. Misses entirely. Mm. Nope. <laughs> By the way, something to note is that number two, as soon as the thing under it moves still, it immediately jets north across the tables towards the factory and towards the bees that had released that cloud. Those of you that are in the area can see. Uh, that's the end of the warrior's turns, which means, Marcus, it's your turn. Agreed. You've got okay. a problem. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> so I'm just uh, just in front of some of the tents, right? Some like the, the vendor tents? Yes, you are. Uh, can you can you give me kind of like a visual like approximation of how those are set up exactly? Sure. So the tents themselves are open facing. It's not like a camping tent. It's more like yeah, a yeah. stall. So you've got two mm -hmm. poles that are in front of you that would be uh, towards the factory. And you've got a table set up in front of the tent that has the general wares that are being served there. Uh, the inside mm -hmm. of the tent is where the people would uh, the workers would take breaks or grab other inventory, etc. So there mm -hmm. is an opening, but there is also a table right behind you. Okay. Hmm. Uh, does the, did the tents take damage at all, or are they pretty pretty well kept still? Have they taken damage, or can yeah. they take damage? Have well, uh, both, I guess. Okay. Um, they haven't really taken damage. Some of the mm. some of the tents have things that are knocked over inside or outside when the people scramble to try and escape the bees. Mm. Um, I mean, you can you could if you had a a dedicated strike against the tent, you could probably knock it over. Okay. So it really depends uh, on what you're trying to do. <laughs> Let me explain to you what I'm, 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 I'm going to try to do. Okay. I'd like to try. Okay. Um, I'd like to try to take an action to uh, disengage from the bee swarm um, and then jump into the tent and maybe like uh, get like slide onto the canvas behind it and then try to knock it over when the bees try to follow me through. It's going to be Does more than sense? one turn. Yeah, I know, because I have to also wait for them to follow me into the tent, too. 
So I want to disengage into the tent and then maybe next turn knock the tent down to see if I can like knock the, the tent into the swarm so it's stuck in the tent. Okay. Okay. So you're going to take your action to disengage from the bee swarm? Yeah. Let me double check here because I think I have, I have cunning action too. Um, but I don't want to hide from them. Oh, actually, I think well, can't I'm going to take a disengage as a bonus action. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to disengage as a bonus action uh, and then move it to the tent and then ready a dodge. Can I do that as yes. an action? Okay, and what's, the, like what's the trigger for the dodge? Just anything that attacks you or specifically yeah. that swarm? Specifically that swarm. Okay. So sounds good. So, Marcus, looking around at the bees that are surrounding you, you actually, actually, give me an acrobatics check, please. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, that's going to be a dirty 20. A dirty 20. So as you kind of look at the bees, a small smile creeps across your face, and you actually backflip straight over the table and knock it down in front of you. You hear a couple of thuds as some of the bees who had attempted to attack you hit the table itself, and you manage to run right into this tent. So we're going to put you there for now. And as you turn back, you kind of get into your ready stance, preparing to dodge. All right. Is that the end of your turn? That is the end of my turn. All right, Bartholomew, you're up. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, the first thing I'm going to do... Oops, i got to change that. Uh, I, I know I am going to leave their um, range, so I'll take the attack of opportunity if I need to. So you're actually not going to leave the swarm's range, but you will be leaving the warrior's range. Yeah, I'm going to keep moving, though, after that. Okay, so... Um, so oh, we'll do okay. the first one first. Okay, so the warrior is going to take its attack of opportunity against you. That It's a good day for you, my friend. Oh, that geez. warrior is having <laughs> shitty luck. So the bite attack is actually going to land. There's a good roll followed by a really bad roll. Let me just double check the damage here. Um, the swarm that it just attacked <laughs> takes three points of piercing damage. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you're going to keep moving, I'll go ahead and make the attack of opportunity. That sure. The, I'm going to call them the swarm, even though I know they're workers. Sorry, Caitlin. I'm not trying to be disrespectful towards your monsters. You're good. <laughs> okay. Only a little offended. Oh, okay. Scott. Okay. <laughs> only, only a little offended. It's apparently an off day for me because the swarm misses entirely. Wow. That's almost unheard of. But the, 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 the warrior rolled a one. And the workers rolled it too. Wow. <laughs> what um, the so the workers, odds. assuming that there's another threat behind them, all turn to face that new threat and find the warrior standing behind <laughs> them. Now, Bartholomew, you're not really an expert on facial expressions of bee dragons, but you could you, you could almost see the betrayal on both parties' faces. <laughs> <laughs> Buzz, 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 buzz. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bartholomew. I the dance All of right. betrayal. Angry buzzing. So now, now that I'm, yeah, now that I'm out of that range, there. That was five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, and I'm going to cast Bane on this one, this one, and this one, being the the workers and the um, warrior that's on the stage. And the workers that is uh, next to one of the the, the most next to the southern tents. The southern tents, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's a D four minus. For yeah, each it's of their a attacks. D DC fourteen charisma save first. Oh, okay. Each so one needs to start, make it. We're gonna start with the warrior. The warrior makes the save. We're gonna uh, go on to the workers that are on the stage. Workers on the stage fail. Okay. And then moving on to the workers near the tents. 
Uh, the workers on the tent succeed. Okay. Wait. What's the DC? Uh, 14. Against all odds, the workers on the tents succeed. Oh, man. <laughs> Lame. Lame. I guess I got, you got to make up for the one and the two that you rolled, huh? Apparently. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and put that little mark on the ones on the stage to indicate that they are under the effects of Bane. Cool. And so they do just uh, whenever they roll to attack, uh, it's a minus four to their attack. And it minus is a four or minus a D4? Or D4, my apologies. Okay. Um, and it's a concentration spell that lasts for a minute. Understood. Bartholomew is at the end of your turn. Yes. All right. Well, after you, it is actually the worker's turn. Um, so this first worker swarm is still on the server up near the actual metery and is going to continue stinging this poor woman. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. Oh. That's why I'm using all of my good rolls attacking the civilians. <laughs> You're just like fucking murdering them. Listen, it's not the dice are murdering them. I'm not murdering them. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, my oh, dice are oh. usually way meaner than this. Anybody who's played in my campaigns can tell you that. The fact that I have gotten two natural ones in a single in a single round of combat is saying something. Yeah. We are blessed. That being said, <laughs> the workers are gonna hit. <laughs> so Shit. this this poor woman takes. Oof. Six points of piercing damage. It's no. still alive. Ah, I get it. Now. It's because we didn't have any honey mead and everyone else is covered in honey mead. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Do you have inspiration, Jesse? Except I don't. You can take some. Sweet. Caitlin, I would have given you some for the buzz buzz, but since you had negative inspiration, it just kind of cancels out. <laughs> uh, so the second swarm, which has just dispatched the bartender, is going to go ahead and make a roll to see who it's going to go after next. <laughs> go after the dragon. <laughs> yeah, don't forget about oh, Red I'm, Dragon Boy. I'm well aware of Red Dragon Boy. The thing that Josh did not consider is whether or not the bees considered this their territory. The roll of a two, the swarm is actually going to ignore the dragon. It's going to move over to this patron that has fallen over next to the table. Damn. And it's going to attempt to attack them with a stinger and is going to hit. So that patron takes five points of piercing damage as the bees swarm all over it and the stingers go through. Angry red welts appear on their arms and face and neck. Still alive for now. Ow. Third swarm... Ah, which is the one on Marcus. Marcus, that swarm is going to attempt to follow you into the tent and attack you. Oh, God, I hope this works. <laughs> All right, so rolling, it's rolling at disadvantage, <laughs> correct? Yep. All right, so rolling at disadvantage. Um, so the 21 will absolutely hit you. Fortunately, the 11 will not. <laughs> I was like, was the 21 the second no. roll? Uh, so as the bees follow you into the tent, they attempt to sting you once more, and you kind of, uh, you matrix out of the way, which would have been really amazing if you were not in a tent, so nobody saw it happen. That's okay. <laughs> and, uh, I'm the, okay with this uh, right The swarm now. is in the tent with you, but you are unscathed as of yet. The fourth one is the swarm attacking Gork. Gork, that is an unnatural 20 to hit. All right, give it to me. All right, Gork, you take five points of piercing damage, have two. All right. Still okay? How are you feeling, Gork? <laughs> oh, I'm feeling real bloodied right okay. now. Okay. The blood is starting to pour, and you've got this still this shitting grin on your face as the stingers go back into you, but you're fully focused on the warrior in front of you. Fuck oh, you the tiny it. may or may not be cute bees. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Number five to has just ditch, dispatched an individual under the table and are now looking for a new target. Let's see, let's see, let's see. So there are four civil, five civilians around them, as well as the dragon. Let's see who it's going to go for. Three says that those ones are going to go for civilians as well. So they'll move a little bit south towards the rest of the tables and attack one of the servers that was attempting to run north. Ooh, those ones are going to hit as well dealing five points of piercing damage to this poor woman, uh, and as they oh. begin to sting her, she screams loudly, which adds to the the damn near orchestra level <laughs> screams that are coming from all over the meter itself. It is not looking good for several of these civilians. Uh, number six here is actually going to go for you, Bartholomew. Okay. It's going to go ahead and enter your space and attempt to hit you. Uh, unfortunately, it seems my bad luck for rolls has ended, so that is a 22 to hit. That definitely hits. Yeah, Bartholomew. However, the damage dice are in your favor. You take a whopping two points of piercing damage as the stingers begin to hit you in the legs. Oh, my beautiful legs. Yeah, and the <laughs> final swarm. My glorious legs. The final swarm is actually going to come and attack you as well, Bartholomew. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so that's going Bees. to be a 19 to hit. Minus one is an 18 to hit. Yeah. Uh, I assume that will still hit. Yeah. <laughs> so as the second swarm descends upon you, you take an additional six points of piercing damage. And you've just got just this this buzzing sound all around you, everywhere you look. You actually, at this point, can't really see very well around you. There are just bee dragons in your face everywhere. <laughs> That's the end of their turn. And finally, it's going to be the turn of the civilians. Not so nice. we're going to start with the civilian just to the north who was outside of the exfiltration point in the beginning. He's going to go ahead and take another five-foot step. And he has escaped. Gone. Uh, the next one to go is going to be the individual that Gork knocked on his ass earlier, who is a bit stumble-drunk, but is still moving towards the right direction. Uther, uh, the woman who was already moving towards the exit, sees you're pointing behind you and is going to also move towards the exits. We've got two characters that are about 10 feet away from being safe, and there are no bee dragons near them. Now it gets a little more complicated. Um, the patron who had just escaped from a bee dragon and has currently watched a bunch of bees run into a tent after Marcus is going to just run towards you, Uther, and a little bit past you, near the factory, probably about 40 feet away from extraction. Who do I want to go next? You know what? Next is going to be Mama Freya, just because she's uh, she's important. Mama Freya is not she is important. super well-versed in combat. She's going to take your advice, Caitlin, but is unfortunately going to run past all of the bee dragons to attempt an escape. Uh, oh, she, shit. I didn't think yeah, about she that. She does have a better movement speed. Unfortunately, she's already in range of the swarm. Um, so she's going to attempt to move 25 feet, but is going to take two attacks of opportunity. One from the swarm on Gork, <gasps> one from the warrior. Caitlin, what have you done? Uh, I didn't mean to! The swarm that's on Gork actually manages to land a hit on her, and you watch as the bees, a couple of them move out from Gork's space and sting her on the arm as she runs by. Uh, she takes three points of piercing damage. Her mouth opens, but no sound comes out as well. And she starts to hold her left arm with her right as she's now running a little bit slower. And then the worker's going to take his shot, or the warrior's going to take his shot. Please, no hit. Please, um, no hit. Please, no hit. The warrior does hit. I'm sorry. God damn <laughs> <No>! it! <laughs> uh, the warrior does hit and manages to sink its fangs into Mama Freya's left leg. Ow. Dealing her an additional eight points of piercing damage. She falls to the ground and attempts to crawl away, bloody but alive. <laughs> Very, Caitlin's very, uh, very injured. 
Caitlin was almost the true villain of the Roaring Twenties. <laughs> I came to help, and I should have made her go around me. She stood right next to Gork. She ran in a straight line past all of them, oh. but she's alive. So that's a good that's thing. That's good, at least. Okay, next we're going to go for the people that are on the tents to the south. Uh, both of them are going to attempt to move 20 feet. One of them is right next to you, Caitlin, heading towards the exit. Um, the other one is going to move around the tents, and the bee swarms that are on you, Bartholomew, are not going to attempt to take attacks of opportunity. They're oh. focused on you. <laughs> Good. So now we come to the problems. My plan. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so if, you, if you'll take a look towards the stage, we have three performers and one bartender who are all running when a giant dragon appears in front of them. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yes? You are, you are our chaos. <laughs> Each of them, seeing the danger that is posed to them in all directions... None of them really know what to do at this point, so oh, each of God. them is going to roll to see which direction they are going to attempt to flee. Oh, boy. Uh. So this one here, the one on the far left that had been inspired so recently, is going to run back towards the stage and attempt to hide under it. Oh, no. The second one is actually going to continue northward in the correct direction uh, and is currently uh. running towards two swarms that are attacking different civilians. Correct-ish. Correct-ish. You know, <laughs> better than the first one. Yeah. yeah uh, the yeah. third performer is going to just attempt to run away from the dragon and will move towards the western gate, not really making much progress. Finally, the bartender, in fear, is going to attempt to swing at the dragon. <laughs> oh, no! That's fair. Poop. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it poops. And that bartender's like, I just killed a dragon. <laughs> that bartender is about to become like a major character because he thinks he is hot shit. Dude, he must have like great inspiration. I bet he thinks he could just like fucking take on the world at this point. Probably. Just try to save all these people and die. Oh my God. This See, is... mom, I could be a bartender and an adventurer. <laughs> so at the top of round three, Uther, you are up first. All right, um, I am increasingly frustrated now. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna reach into my 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 uh, cloak here or shirt, top whatever you want to call it, <clears throat> inside myself, and I'm gonna bring out my wand. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable um, again. <laughs> I hear the sound of a strip club playing in the background. It's like a lot of beat and beating bass as the wand approaches out of his shirt. <laughs> Why was there a popping sound as it came out? <laughs> Alright, let's just continue with Josh's move, please. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> I elegantly crit no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no. I whip out my wand. My wand. I can talk, I swear. Yeah. And um, considering that uh, I will probably hit people who are in a swarm, I'm going to uh, activate its um, magic missile ability. And I'm gonna aim it at uh, our to to my to my left, which is the uh, eastern side, um, to the dragon warrior bee um, that is in front of the woman who's being stung by a bunch of bees in the swarm. Okay, so you're gonna target the one that's near the tables and near the bar, the server yes. that is currently under a swarm and being attacked by a warrior. Yes, that. Understood. <laughs> when you say it's magic missile ability. Yes. Do you mean you're using a wand of magic missiles, or that you are casting magic missile? Uh, I'm using my, uh, no, it's the Wand of Magic Missile. Okay, how many charges are you using? Uh, 
let's see. I'm gonna. Uh, it has seven charges, so I'm gonna use uh, three, actually. Okay. Go ahead and roll. I'm correct. That should be what five, five d four. Five d four. I thought you said five b four, and I was like, <laughs> oh. How could you Night do this to, to me? To five b four. Find some weird three d chess, or I guess four d. <laughs> Normal chess is three d. Four d chess, boys and girls. This is the point where he's adding up really small numbers. How well can he do? <laughs> well, small numbers equate to 16 damage. Mm-mm. 16 points of force damage. That warrior. All right. Plus so. one. So <laughs> 17. Plus one. Did you? It's plus one per charge. Oh. Did so you not five. add the plus one? <laughs> and a magic missile. 21 so I, points of damage. Oops. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great to tell you to read your character sheet. Um, <laughs> that being said, so uh, Uther, you pull out your wand of magic missiles. You point it at the target. Five streaks of light shoot from the end of the wand, and each of them slams into the warrior bee dragon right in the side. It immediately turns and looks at you, and you are under the impression that it is going to target you very soon. Uther, is that the end of your turn? Uh, in this case, yes, that'll be the end of my turn. All right, Caitlin, you're up. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and come in for the assist help Gork. So I'm going to move up to the Bee Dragon Warrior and make a attack. With what? With my uh, short sword. Okay, go ahead and roll the hit. That is a 17 to hit. 17 will just hit. Oh, thank God. All right. Um, that's seven damage. Seven points of what kind of damage? Uh, Piercing. Seven points... The short sword? Mm-hmm. It says it's piercing. Short sword should be slashing, but we'll deal with that in a minute. You said seven points? Yeah. Uh, okay, so seven points of damage against that warrior. So as you run in for the assist, you take a big swipe at the bee dragon warrior. You do manage to cut it right along the other side. It's already got a gash in its right side. You manage to cut a not-quite-as-impressive gash in its left side, but then again, you are going up against Gork. So then I have a second attack. But I wanted to ask, okay. for my second attack, can I hand Gork a potion? No, because that is an action. You do not have a second action. You have a second attack. Okay, I will attack again then. Okay. Uh, that's an 18 to hit. And that second attack is coming from what again? Another short sword. Oh, so you're dual wielding short swords. Yes. Okay. Okay, yeah. Well, what was the roll? I'm sorry. Uh, it was 18 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. All right, and five damage. Five additional points of damage. Okay, so as you um, hit this dragon twice, once with each of your short swords, it lets out a cry of pain, uh, and it looks very angry at this point, and it turns to face you, Caitlin. Anything else? I'm ready. Bring it. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, I think that's going to be my turn. All right, Gork, you're up. It's a lot more froth. I'm, I'm grinning real big, but I'm also real bloody. But it doesn't matter because we're swinging. We're swinging that sword again. Coming down on the dragon or that dragon bee warrior. Okay. And we're looking at a 19 to hit. That will hit. Go ahead and deal your damage. Nice. All right. We're looking at 11 points of slashing damage. 
11 points of slashing damage. So seeing Caitlyn come up and assist you, you take your big greatsword and you attempt to swing it right at that same gash and you manage to open it up further. This bee dragon warrior now has a cut about three feet long down its body. It's looking pretty wounded, but it is still standing. Gork, anything else? That's all. Okay. At the end of your turn, it is actually going to be the warrior's turn. Uh, the warrior, looking between the two of you, both of you having dealt an extreme amount of damage, is actually going to take one of its attacks against each of you. Caitlin, the bite's going for you. Gork, the sting's going for you. So we're going to start with the bite attack. That is a 17 plus 4, so that is a 21 Ugh. to hit. You can. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin, Spicy. if the thing goes down for a bite on you, you uh, momentarily regret taking a couple of short sword swings at this thing, but it's too late now <laughs> as you take 9 points of piercing damage. Oh boy. Mm. Then it turns back and its back end goes towards you, Gork, and it attempts to make a stinger attack. That is a 17 to hit. That'll do. So, Gork, you immediately take. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Eight points of piercing damage, have to four. Mm hmm. And I need a con save. Uh. We're looking at a 19 con save. A 19 will save. You will, however, take. Uh, eight points of poison damage, have to four. All right, I'm still down. Oh, Gork uh -oh. falls unconscious. So, Gork, as the stinger hits you, it pulls out, and you see, uh, Caitlin, you actually see this. You see a, a bit of a greenish tint come out of the stinger wound as Gork falls unconscious and drops to the ground. Gork, you were supposed to be with me for this. I can't take all these. <laughs> Gork does not respond because he's unconscious. <laughs> I can still you unconsciously. <laughs> Meanwhile, B-Dragon Warrior number two, which is the one that Josh just hit with five bolts of force damage, is coming for you, buddy. 10, 20, 30, 40, has a flying speed of 60, is going to be able to close with you, Josh, and it's going to take both attacks against you. Damn. So the bite attack first. What's your armor class? Um, That is a big whopping 11. 11. <laughs> All right, so that was an 8 in the die with a plus 4 is a 12 to hit. Ah. Mm. So, Josh, we're going to start it off strong with 5 points of piercing damage. The creature rushes towards you, mouth open, and its, its mouth latches onto the arm that is holding the Wand of Magic Missiles. It is pissed off at you. <laughs> oh, lovely. Ah. And then the second attack, the stinger. It was an excellent time for a miss, and the creature did miss. So as it takes its stinger, it attempts to sting you, but it doesn't let go with its jaw, and the creature is not quite small enough to hit you with both at the same time. So its back end is kind of flailing near you, uh, but it misses completely. Hmm. Lovely. So that's the end okay. of its turn, and then we've got number three here. Sorry, Bartholomew. You wanted to take away uh, attention from the civilians, and you have done so, but number three is going to close with you. All right. It's your armor class, Bartholomew. 14. 14. That is a 16 to hit. So as the creature rears up to you, it does not actually manage to bite one of its allies this time and does close with you, dealing a whopping three points of piercing damage. Okay. So low damage roll. And then it's well, going to go for its stinger attack. Let's hope it doesn't hit, because I'm pretty hurt. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> oh, thank God. Eight on the die plus four <laughs> is a 12 to hit with its stinger attack. Uh, it's trying to sting you, but at this point, you've got so many creatures surrounding your space. And since the other bees are in that five foot space, it's having a hard time closing with you. Um, and so you're, you're, you were lucky this time. The stinger uh, hits the ground, but doesn't get stuck. And you take no damage. Cool. That's the end of their turn, which means Marcus, buddy, pal. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, second verse, same as the first. Um... I'm going to, uh, let's see, how did I do this? I'm going to take a bonus action 
disengage. Okay. I'm gonna try to uh, duck, uh, like kind of like throw myself under the like the you know the, the dirt and the tarp, like throw it open and slip out the mm -hmm. back, and uh, and then try to kick out the uh, the tent to make the tent fall in the bees. Okay. In order to do that all in one action, you're mm -hmm. going to have to, rather than kicking out the pole, you're mm -hmm. going to have to simultaneously try to duck under this thing and yank the tarp down. All right. Because otherwise it's going to take too long. And for That's that, if I'll you would do. still like to attempt that, I need an acrobatics check. I will Come on, Marcus. Give you an acrobatics check. This is what I was made for. I'm going to use my inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was a one. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm going to use my DM inspiration here. Hey, don't you also have bardic inspiration? I do have bardic inspiration. Oh, my God. Double it up if you need to. No, no, no. We good, boys. We good. That's a nat 20. That's a nat <laughs> 20. Oh, Damn. Nice. So, Marcus, taking a look at these bees, you duck left, you duck right, you duck under the tent. Uther, as you're sitting there with this bee dragon latched mm -hmm. onto your arm, Marcus appears sliding under the end of the tent and coming out underneath, simultaneously pulling with one hand, kicking with the other, and you watch as the whole tent collapses. You hear a buzzing sound and, like, little little uh, pieces of the tent start popping upward as you can see the bees trying to, like, get out of the tent itself. But thus far, they are unsuccessful. Oh, lovely. Oh, hello there, Uther. Uh, faring, hi. Faring well, are we? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, is that the end of your turn? Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm out of actions and such, right? Yeah, yeah you only so, have yep. movement left. Yep. I'm okay. good where I am. All right, Bartholomew. It's your turn, buddy. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use my action to disengage. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm in the wrong <laughs> mode again. You're going to practice your run-foo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, 5, 10, 20, 25, 30. Okay. Uh, it's not going to get me far away, but the I, I'm going to use my bonus action and cast Healing Word on Gork. Oh, thank God. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, how am I going to feed Gork a potion and not die? <laughs> and he will recover with... Oh, wow. oh, nice. I got a four on the die, so that's eight points of healing. All right, Gork, <sighs> we're back up and back in the fight, or should I call you Bill? You may call me Bill. <laughs> <laughs> there it uh -oh. is. Since Gork's rage ended when he fell unconscious. That is an accurate statement there, fella. <laughs> oh, gosh, he's back. Please go into a rage again. So that please, <laughs> please rage <Gork> again. <laughs> Bartholomew, anything else from you? Uh, that's all I can do. Okay, so as you run away from the tents just uh, to the west of the stage, uh, you look behind you, you see a couple of angry swarms of bee dragons. You look in front of you, and you see a gruesome sight that was uh, hidden to you before. Gork, who is currently down on the ground, one dragon bearing down on Caitlyn next to him, and several others still stinging his downed body. You throw out your left hand. You see the civilians on your right, Gork on the left. You throw out your left hand. You cast a quick spell, and Gork's eyes open. And, Caitlin, you watch as he kind of shakes his head a little bit, now conscious. It gives you his Canadian oh greeting. <laughs> well, hey there. This is, a, this is a little bit of pickle now, isn't it? Oh, Bill. Welcome back. <laughs> it's good to be back. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Okay. Well, it's the worker's turn now. Yeah. Uh, worker number one, which is currently up north dealing with the server, is going to attempt to finish her off. 
and is going to fail miserably. So that, oh. that set of workers is still stinging this server, who is a lot more nimble than you might have expected. Swarm number two is still down near the tables, dealing with another patron who has fallen over. Uh, unfortunately, that one hits critically, and you watch as another civilian lays still. Damn. No! I'm going to go through this quickly. Swarm three is going to attempt to use this action to break out of a tent. Oh, except they're bees, and they can't. <laughs> swarm three is dealt with. Um, swarm number four... Yeah, swarm number four is on Gork. Hey, Gork, you're back up, right? The name is Bill, and yeah, I'm standing up here. Hey, Bill, you're back up. Well, you're not stood up yet. Um, oh, yeah, the things you know. are actually going to attempt to sting you. You are still prone on the ground, which means they are at advantage to hit you. I have to say, I have to imagine Gork literally laying in, like, T-pose, and these little things are like... Pretty much. It's probably. As the stingers come down to meet you, or William, or Bill, <laughs> as the stingers come down to meet you, you feel a couple of pricks in your back, and you're like, ooh, what's that now? I can't really imitate your accent very well. Well, that there's just not a fun feeling there, let me tell you. Uh, you take two points of piercing damage, Bill, which is not halved because you're no longer raging. Correct. This is an acupuncture. <laughs> it is acupuncture. Uh, swarm number five is also dealing with a civilian down near the tables going to go ahead and make an attack against them does actually manage con to connect and that patron who is currently running away takes five points of piercing damage and is still alive though barely Let's see we got two swarms left swarm number six and swarm number seven are on top of one another because they were just dealing with bartholomew that's right what i want to do at this point I think they're gonna follow you, Bartholomew. Of course they should. Yeah, so they're they're gonna they're gonna they oh, have no. enough movement to get back on top of you, both of them. Uh, so we're gonna go with swarm number six first. Is going to attempt its sting attack against you. That oh. is a whopping seven to hit. Oh, thank God. Uh, so they miss entirely. It was actually a bit of an accident on your part, but it was a happy accident. As you flail out your left hand to try and hit them, the stinger that was coming towards you, you managed to smack that bee dragon worker away, and it misses completely. Yay! Uh, you are not so lucky with the second swarm, and that is a 19 to hit. No. So as the second swarm stings you, you take a whopping two points of piercing damage. Oh, boy. Barely up, but still up. <laughs> but still up. <laughs> okay, that is the end of the workers, which means it's now time for the civilians. Seemingly heartened by the, the tremendous job that you're doing, and not at all because they're moving too fucking slowly, uh, the civilians are also going to get an increase in their movement speed. <laughs> <laughs> so the two that were nearing the exit do actually manage to make it there, as does Mama Freya. Yeah! Yes! All right, guys, let's she back it up. <laughs> The important one saved. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the dragon that... Uh, or I, I'm sorry. The civilian that is currently on the other side of the warrior who is latched onto Uther is going to attempt to run away. And uh, the warrior is still focused on you, Uther, and is not going to attempt a strike. Gets right in front of the exfiltration location, but doesn't quite make it. Uh, the other civilians all make decent progress. Uh, with the disappearance of the big fake dragon, thank you, Uther, uh, the others seem to have a better understanding of where they need to go. I'm gonna move several of them here. The ones that are still under attack by bee dragons do not, unfortunately, get to move at this point. So, just to a, a recap, at the end of round three, we currently have three warriors still standing, six swarms still standing, you have saved six civilians, three have unfortunately perished, and you have... I'm counting right, 10 left. 
Sound good? Sound okay. good. All right, top of round four. Uther, you're up, buddy. All right. So uh, he grabbed my wand arm, right? He did. You can still cast with it. And you're not yeah. like... Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to... Yeah. I'm going to grab my wand with my other hand, point it right at its eye, and then cast magic missile. Right, Whoa. How many charges you uh, I have used three, and I have uh, up to seven, so... Yep. So how many charges are you using? Oh, I'm going to use two in this case. Okay, so uh, 44 plus four. 44 plus four. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen damage. Fifteen points of force damage. So as you point this thing at the creature's eye, you unleash three more uh, bolts of force that hit this thing. It's looking a little dazed. It's looking very injured, but it is still standing. Son of a bitch. Yep. Anything else, Uther? Uh, let's see. Uh, everything else is gonna, um going to be an action so no nothing else for now all right caitlin it's your turn all right i'm gonna try god i'm trying to figure out what to do because at least most people are running in the right direction but i also don't want to leave gork to just like die again yes please don't. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm gonna attack the warrior b again with my short sword okay go ahead and roll the hit uh that's a 19 to hit that will hit okay and then that's uh seven damage okay and then so, I was going to attack again unless it's dead. Okay, so as you go ahead and swing your sword, seeing Gork open his eyes, you are uh, bolstered because you thought you were about to have to fight both of these monsters yourself. You take <laughs> your short sword, and which one's your dominant hand? My right hand. So you take the sword in your right hand, uh, and you attempt to finish this fight off, and you actually manage to strike and cut the left wing completely off of this bee dragon warrior, yes. which falls to the ground and scrambles for a little bit before it stops moving. <laughs> All right. Good job. Um, uh, and I'd want to attack again, but I understand that the swarm is on top of Gork. So I assume if I attack the swarm, I'm putting Gork at, like, potential danger. Essentially how that is going to work is if you think about an animated carpet, which is the, the, the creature that comes to mind that also can swarm around people, um... If you roll to hit and you miss, you have a chance of striking Gork. Additionally, if you strike the swarm, half of the damage you deal to the swarm will be dealt to Gork. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, I don't know what to do then. Because um, I have another attack, or I guess I could run towards the civilians, but Gork, I also don't want to leave you hanging with these little guys. Because well, okay. I know they can hurt too. Yeah, we'll just uh, slap them away. We'll get out of here. We'll make it work. So what do you okay. do? Six seconds. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to go ahead and run towards the civilians. Uh, Bees will not I... take an attack of opportunity against you. Okay, and I think that's as far as I can go, and I can't really make a second attack at this point anyway, so um, I'll end my turn here. Okay, so, Caitlin, as you swing, you cleave the wing off of that warrior. You look at Gork, and you're like, uh, I guess he'll be able to deal with it, and you start running towards the tables where there are still two swarms attacking civilians hope that you can help them. Caitlin, is that the end of your turn? That's the end of my turn. All right, Bill. It's on you. <laughs> well, it's now, I'm just, I'm just surrounded by a little swarm of things here. They're kind of cute looking. I don't, I don't really want to hurt them, but you know, uh, you know, it's a uh, world rules of nature and all that. So uh, we're just going to 
do a little uh, swing of the sword here, see if we can't scare them little bees away around me. You gonna like get up first, or? Yeah, we'll stand up a little bit, you know. Okay. So, Bill, <laughs> excuse me. You pick yourself up off the ground, still kind of surrounded by these little things. You're gonna have to move a little bit to swing at them. They're in your space. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll move that's nice little five feet over to my right. A little stand over there. Okay. And then take a nice little swing at them. See what happens. All right, go ahead and roll the hit. And uh, we're gonna get a 15 to hit there. That'll hit. Go ahead and there roll the damage. There we go. All right, and uh, you know we'll do. Let's see here. That's gonna be 11 damage. 11 of slashing. Of slashing damage. So as you kind of slash into this swarm that's in front of you, you find that your your cuts are more accurate than you would have imagined. And you actually, with a couple of different smaller cuts, managed to cut down all of the little things in this swarm. I mean, I, I, I'd like to imagine more likely I just like stick the big great sword in there, just sort of waggle it around a bit. Sort of like wiggle it <laughs> and, and hope and it's 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 it, If someone looks in slow motion, it's just the perfect waggling that I hit a bee or like a little bee dragon. Or, it's or almost as though you were a fencer, except that yeah. it's a great sword. And I'm, not, I'm definitely not doing it intentionally. Just, hey. <clears throat> Absolutely. <laughs> that being said, they are down. Anything else you want to do, Gork? That's all I can do here. That's Bill out. All right. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you by the wrong name there, Bill. All right, Bill, at the end of your turn, it's actually the remaining warrior's turn. Um, yeah, Uther, number two here is still pretty pissed off at you. I'm pissed lie. off at it. No, good. <laughs> so it's going to go ahead and take its bite attack against you. Oh. Um, the the five <laughs> says that it's going to miss completely. So it unlatches from your arm, but still reeling from the force damage that you apply to it. It attempts to bite again. You're not really sure where it was aiming because it gets about a foot to your left. But, you know, you're not going to complain about it missing. But nope. then it's going to try and sting you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And that's a natural 20. <laughs> oh, That is there's... a bad day for you. Oh, and here gosh. I was trying to... Uh... How many hit points you got left, Uther? So you take four points of piercing damage. <laughs> Is it nap time? I think it's nap time. Well, you take four points of piercing damage, and I need a con save. Okay, that that I can do. <laughs> you you have that magical defense ability, don't you? I do. That wouldn't have saved him. Oh, not right. not not from that. I can apply it to my save if I fail. Mm-hmm. Um, which I got an eleven, and I'm not sure if that's enough. That will fail. Uh. Let's see, then if that's going to fail, then I am going to apply that uh, arcane deflection. So I can that use will my... bump re- your save to a 15, I believe. Yes, it's a plus four. Okay, that will save. However, you will still take half damage. Okay. Um, so you take a whopping... Ooh, it is a really good thing you saved, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you take 15 points of poison damage. Holy shit! Holy fuck! Oh, Have to seven. I, w- oh, okay. I, w- I, I would have been dead, half. like dead, no, dead. Like that's yeah. that's why it's a good thing you saved. That would have outright killed you. Yeah. It- <laughs> All right. So I assume you're unconscious. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Uther has now maintained his uh, ideal form. And that is the end of that warrior's turn. So now we've got the third one. Who now that Bartholomew is around the corner, is actually gonna go ahead and, and, and look around nearby. Given what's been taking damage and what's been happening, there's not a lot of aid he can do, so he's gonna he's gonna go straight for you, Caitlin. Hey, oh. welcome, buddy. Yeah. I'm gonna die. And this one is undamaged. 
Shit! <laughs> Alright, so the first thing it's going to do is it's going to take its bite attack against you. So you watch as this speed dragon kind of charges at you. You watch it go over the tent, go low to the ground, and start flying straight at you. Its mouth opens. You kind of cower in fear a little bit, like, oh my fucking god! Um, <laughs> nothing happens. Oh, thank god. And Wait, what? You turn around, and the thing flew right past you. <laughs> 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 That's what we like to call a critical fail. If you would, uh, I'll give you the attack of opportunity if you'd like it. This fucking did. <laughs> but it's gonna That's be. That's a fucking natural nineteen. Oh. A natural hit. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, ten damage. Wow. Ten damies. Damage. damage. Damn. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, as as you kind of close your eyes and wait for it to happen, you stick out your hand with your sword against you. Go, you feel something hit, and your arm goes flying backwards. And as you turn around, the dragon's 15 feet, or yeah, yeah, 15 feet from you, with a small gash in its side, oh, as it missed fuck. completely. Um, <laughs> because it's now used its movement, it doesn't get its sting attack because it's too far away. <laughs> uh, smart. Very smart. All right. Uh, which means Marcus. Marcus, All right. it's your turn. All right. Oh, I sent you a DM, by the way. I forgot to mention something. I am the DM. Yeah. I sent you a DM to the DM. Where did you send this to me? Uh, Discord. Discord. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I look at uh, Uther, and I'm like, okay. you got this, buddy? <laughs> that's right. He's down. He's down. That's right. He's foaming at the mouth from poison. <laughs> He's fine. Marcus leaves. No, just kidding. Uh, Marcus is like, sigh. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Another one. And then he just goes for a jab, a stab at the um, the bee dragon in front of him. Little boy. All right. Go ahead and roll the hit. 19 to hit, or 19 to hit. 19 to hit. So what are you what are you hitting with? A rapier plus one. A rapier. So as you kind of charge forward against this bee dragon warrior, you take your rapier plus one and you kind of go, ha! You stab it into its side and it drops. Oh. <laughs> nice. Josh. Yes. You're so close. <laughs> <laughs> one more charge. Come two on. Two hit points. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I, I happen to know that your minimum damage is more than two. <laughs> yep. So it's dead. <laughs> you were so close, Josh. <laughs> All right. I would have had one, finally. But no. I should have used one more charge. <laughs> then you would have got it. You would have. Everything would have been fine. Uh, okay. Uh... Uther needs help, doesn't he? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> Debatable. I don't know if I have anything to like. Well, I can't stabilize him right now, can I? Not. A, no, actually, you can't. Because even if you have a potion, that's an action. Yep. All right. Well, I will stay here to tend to my party member and hope that everyone else will be okay for one turn. All right. Well, speaking of not being okay, Bartholomew. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, yeah, I'm going to disengage again. Okay. (laughs) Try to, and I'm going to run towards Gork. 5, 10, 15, 20, 
and I'm going to try to get behind him, and I said, Gork, get between me and the bees. <laughs> you just came about that character, and we'll get, the, we'll get all through this together. And that's when you realize it's not Gork anymore. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Bill, get, yes, yeah. you get between me and the bees. <laughs> I'm already between you and the bees, so thanks for noticing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I'm going to... Can I see Uther? Uh, what's your passive He has, perception? like, one hand. Passive perception is a 13. Yeah. A 13? No, you really can't. Shoot. Too much pandemonium going on there. Well, then I'm going to use healing word on myself. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> and, oh man, I'm getting lucky with these rolls. Another four. So that's okay. at eight points for for Bartholomew. All right. Hopefully that will uh, that will help you a little bit. That should that hopefully help. Turn, Bartholomew. <laughs> uh, that will be the end of my turn. All right, which means it is the worker's turn. So worker swarm number one is actually still dealing with that evading <laughs> server up towards the factory. And she is going to continue evading <laughs> as the state has just happened. You think she might be a ninja. You're not we really should, sure. <laughs> we should invite her to the party. <laughs> Don't be dealing with bees. <laughs> swarm Let me tell number you. two here is now free and has a couple of different targets. What does swarm number two want to do? Um, I'm going to roll for it. I'll roll a d6. And I'm going to add that if it gets a 6, the swarm will just leave. Oh. Of course, now is when I max the die. Um, the swarm's going <laughs> to leave. <laughs> so you watch as the swarm itself, which was kind of hovering, started to go in a couple of different directions, heads straight towards the bar itself. And for a moment, you have this, this panic where you think that he's going to attack the bartender, which has now managed to make it back towards the bar. But instead, the swarm flies right past him and exits the combat field. Must have found some honey somewhere. Four are dead, which means swarm. Well, three is still under a tent, but that's a different story. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Number five is also still dealing with a a very resilient patron who is not quite so lucky, and the stingers will land, dealing an additional five points of piercing damage and unfortunately killing the sad soul. (laughs) What happened to the rest of the guards? They're all in the they north. You don't wanna, we don't want to talk about the north right now. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, right. Oh, Mama yeah. dragon. Six, six and seven are, are still just kind of hanging out next to one another. Um, Bartholomew, I'll give you two numbers on the four-sided. Okay, uh, one and a four. One and four. So one and four, they'll attack you. Two and three, they'll attack Gork. I'm going to go separately. Uh, swarm number six is a one. We'll Fuck. attack you, Bartholomew. Swarm number seven is a four. Fucking what the God damn it, Scott. We're the same person. <laughs> we think the same numbers. Uh, we'll go right past Gork, who they're not exiting your melee, so you do not get an attack of opportunity, and each one of them is going to attempt to sting Bartholomew. Uh, swarm number six, that's going to be a 17 to hit. Okay. So you will take, oof, seven points of piercing damage. Jeez, that grows My old. My dice have warmed up, guys. Uh, but you're not Ooh, down yet. No. And then swarm number seven, oof, we say 22 to hit. Yep. And you take an additional four points of piercing damage. That drops me. Okay, and oh, Bartholomew fuck. falls unconscious. All oh, my healing. Ran away too soon. And as I go down, I say, I'll try to be positive. 
god. It's weird. Bartholomew uh, just dies. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's actually the end of the beast turns, though, which means it's time for the civilians. Uh, within this motion, the three that were north and towards the factory actually all managed to make it to the exit point. You've got three more that you nice. have saved. Um, there is a fourth that is very close at this point who has moved along the wall of the factory and is just heading towards the door. As for the others, each of them is going to start taking their movements. Fortunately, a lot of the combatants have been removed, and they no longer have to deal with them. So, good job, guys. You've done good work. Uh, <sighs> so, at the end of round four, there are seven civilians that still need to be rescued. Uh, we are down two B-Dragon Warriors and only have one remaining. Uh, three of the swarms have been dealt with, with only four remaining, and you only have two unconscious party members. Only. Yeah. Only. 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 That being said, let's move up to the top of round five. Uther, give me a death save. All right. <laughs> All too familiar. Hey, I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Uther. Woo. I thought that was going to be a one. It was a seven. Seven. Okay, so that's one failure. <laughs> but it's not mm. two failures. <laughs> exactly. All right, Uther, we'll, uh, we'll leave you to rest. Caitlin. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So... I'm assuming, like, if I run over and try to pull Bartholomew out of the, like, swarm and try to feed him a potion, that's too many actions. But can I feed him a potion through the swarm? <laughs> it's going to be difficult. I am going to make you make a check for it, but you can try. Uh, I'm going to try. I don't want too many party members to die on me. <laughs> so I'll just run back. It's like I ran away. I'm like, you got it, Gork. And then I, like, look back and I'm like, Shit, Bartholomew does it. <laughs> so I run back. Um, I'm going to try to feed him a potion. Okay. Give me a dexterity check. Okay. Come on, baby. Give me a good roll. Fucking nat 20. Nat oh. 20. So you managed to nimbly evade all of the bees that are currently swarming Bartholomew's... Well, it's not a corpse yet. And you do manage to feed him the potion. Go ahead and roll. Okay. Nine points of healing damage. Nine points. Bartholomew, you wake up, you look up, and you can't see Caitlyn at all. Your vision is bees. <laughs> but something must have helped you, and as you see a hand withdraw from the mass of bees, you go, oh, wait, I'm still fucked. <laughs> You're back up. I almost imagine, like, uh, like it's kind of like that angelic thing. Like, he wakes his... He opens his eyes... And then, like, this is alternate, but not the way it is. And then he sees Kaylin, and then there's a halo around her, and then the halo was bees. The halo is bees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love it. Kaylin, is that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah, that's the end of my turn. All right, Bill. All right, uh, now you just stay down there, friend. Uh, quick question. If I swing through two swarms of bees that are stacked <laughs> on top of each other, you what still happens? have the same issue. Um,. Whichever one you target will take the full damage. Whichever one you do not will take half damage, as will Bartholomew. All, right. all right. Well, then we'll target uh, Swarm 7, because, you know, swarm they're all seven. swarms. They're, you know, they're swarming right. around. Go ahead and roll the hit against Swarm 7. All oh, right, my God. Boy. If Bartholomew goes down again. <laughs> God help me. Oh, well, there. Uh, that's a nat 20 there. Oh. Go ahead and roll damage. Oh. All right. So let's oh. just do a little... Uh, that's uh, 10 damage before the crit. <laughs> so then what? You, it, you remember you only double the dice. Yes. So if that's the case, then it's 16 damage. 
16 total points of damage. So 16 points of slashing damage. Correct. Against swarm number seven. Mm -hmm. Have to eight because they have resistance to slashing. Uh, Swarm seven does drop, though. You actually managed to do enough to take out the bees there. Um, Okay, I'm just sticking sticking the greatsword in there, just flailing about. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Swarm six will take half damage, so it'll take eight points of slashing damage, half to four. Unfortunately... You, my friend, do not have resistance to slashing damage. Fortunately, 16 halved is only 8 points of slashing damage. Unfortunately, Caitlin healed me for 7. Oh, I thought she healed you for 9. Ooh, that's right. I healed you for 9. Oh, you healed me for 9? Nine? Yeah, oh, it was 9. Yeah, yeah. You're still up. I don't know how to do math. <laughs> that's okay. When did I become like, Uther? I got you. <laughs> All right, so you're still up. So as you kind of flail the greatsword, the very end of it, Bill, you're not used to swinging this sword. Gork was used to swinging the sword. Oh, yeah. And you just kind of drop it a little bit. Now, that's when the flat of the blade lands on our good friend Bartholomew, which oh, is where he oh. takes the damage from. Oh. Sorry there, friend. I, I apologize. I I've used the sword better in the past. I'm, that's my bad. Be, be positive. That's all. Be positive. I'm talking you know, to myself. Be as positive as I want to be. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, um, Bill, is that the end of your turn? That's the end of Bill's turn. All right. That means it's the last warrior's turn. And because Bartholomew made the B pun, it's going to go ahead and target Caitlyn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Caitlyn. I so, come to help and you do this to me? <laughs> As the warrior closes in with you, it's going to attempt to make its strikes again. This time a little more cautiously, since it fucked up so badly last round. Uh, ooh, so that's a nat 20 on the bite attack. Fuck! We're just going to start with that. We're just going to start with that. All right, great. Because right. I'm not super, super well off right now. Um. Okay, so as it comes in to bite you, you're still kind of reaching your hand back out, having healed Bartholomew and then watched a sword slam into him, just barely conscious. You're like, okay, this is okay. You turn around just in time to see the jaws close around your shoulder, dealing you 14 points of piercing damage. I'm down. (laughs) Okay, and as you do so, it kind of flails around trying to attack you more, and it's actually going to make its sting attack against you anyway. Fuck! I still need to write this book. I can't die. <laughs> uh, rolling at advantage. What's your armor class? <laughs> oh, it's 14. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It missed. <laughs> okay, so rolling at advantage against a prone target, it kind of shakes uh. its uh, its jaw a little bit, and it tries to sting you, but these, these bee dragon warriors, having probably been in captivity for a long time, don't really have the spatial awareness that you would expect from a creature this large, and they can't seem to land the bite attack and the stinger attack in the same round. So you're down, he can't but not rub his out. Stomach and pat his head. Yeah, no, they they would fail the, the what is it called? I don't even sobriety what test. It's Field sobriety test. Yeah, there uh, you that's go. that's what I was looking for. So that's the end of the warrior's turn because there's only one left. So Marcus, uh, it's your turn. I uh, I kneel down to Uther and I try to stabilize him and I say, "Don't worry, friend. You're going to make it." <laughs> Do you have a potion? Uh, I'm just going to try to use medicine medicine to stabilize him. I thought I thought we've done that before. Am I wrong? Typically, you need a healer's kit for that, don't you? Uh, I think healer's kit just adds proficiency bonus to it. All right, then you can make an attempt. All Go right, ahead and make medicine check. We'll figure out that rule later. Uh, I did get a twenty, so twenty-one. Okay, like a natural twenty. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations, Uther. You are stabilized, but unconscious. <gasps> <laughs> no longer at risk of death, but a stabilization with a medicine check does not provide any hit points. Yep. Okay. I just wanted him to get... That's fair. Marcus, anything else? 
Uh, I am going to uh, use a bonus bonus action to dash. Okay. So you have your okay. movement and your your bonus movement. And uh, oh god, I don't really see what's going on over there with Caitlin and, and Bill and probably them, not. Do I? No. Oh, okay, so I'm gonna go. Uh, what is this, like 60 feet, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. That'd be I'm gonna try to get we'll these. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure, sure. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna try to get up on the, in this business here. Okay, so as you make a mad dash away from Uther's now slightly less dying body, uh, you run towards the bar and the tables, hoping to help out the ninja server that has been nimbly <laughs> dodging all of these bees' attacks for quite some time. You manage to make it up there, but unfortunately don't quite have the reach to try and uh, yeah. save her just yet. Marcus, I assume that's the end of your turn. Yep. All right, Bartholomew. What's oh. up, buddy? Hi. What's up, Mr. One Hit Point? Um, <laughs> I don't know what I can do, to be honest. <laughs> Do you have any more healing words? I, I no. Can just heal yourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't, and I don't have any healing potions either. I think you're the one with all the healing potions, Miss yeah, Caitlin. Yeah, I realized I had I had four in my inventory. Yeah. Because we, I still had some from the cart. Yeah, and you can make them. The swarm. Yeah. Um. Get behind. And you probably wouldn't know they were in my bag, so you wouldn't no. go checking my bag. Now we're getting with bees to on you. Yeah. <laughs> so. I guess what I will do is I will move Yeah, I'm just gonna move here. You gonna stand up or Yeah, I'm gonna stand up. <laughs> okay. And then I'll I'll move just north of Caitlin's corpse. Um and body. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, yet. body. <laughs> Her uh, unconscious form. Uh, and try to go after the warrior bee uh, with my rapier. I feel like that's right. the only thing I can do at this point. Go ahead and roll the hit, my friend. Oh, boy. Um, that is going to be a... Uh, plus five. That is a 15. A 15 will not hit, unfortunately. Fuck. Oh, God. So as you try and swing your rapier towards this bee <clears throat> dragon... Um, it moves its jaw just enough so that you risk hitting Caitlyn's uh, unconscious form, and you pull back slightly as to avoid damaging your party member. But unfortunately, that means you do not hit. Anything else, Bartholomew? Be positive. Just be positive. Alright, well now it's attacking you. <laughs> Alright. With you being done, that means it is time for the swarms. There are still three swarms left standing. Swarm number one you know, Marcus, you're there, but the swarm still wants to attack this woman. This yeah, server. This will be the time. This will be the moment. It misses again. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my god, god. What a server. So you She's watch, Marcus. Field. Now that you're right here, you watch as the bees try and move around, swarm her, come down at her head, her neck, her feet. But the serving tray that she's carrying has served as both a weapon and a shield as she continuously bats away the advances of the bees, wondering whether she, too, chose the wrong career path. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, that being said, we the only other swarms we have at this point are five and six. Five doesn't currently have a target, so it's going to make a roll to see whether or not it will stay on the battlefield. This one will, and is actually going to move and close with one of the performers and attempt to make a sting strike against them. That one will connect, and you watch as a performer falls to the ground, taking five points of piercing damage, and begins to crawl towards the exit while still alive. 
And the final swarm now has three targets in front of it. <laughs> Given everything that just happened, it's going to attack Gore or Bill. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that is a 22 to hit, Bill. I'll do. Oh, boy. Bill, whew, you take five points of piercing damage. Mm-hmm. Bill, are you conscious? I am conscious. Oh, that's good. Oh, thank God. <laughs> that's the end of their turn, which means it's time for the civilians. So the three civilians that are past Uther's cor uh, body do actually <laughs> all manage to make it to the exfil point. Uh, oh, the God. performer actually steps on Uther's body a little bit as he runs towards him. <laughs> Let's My see. We middle finger patron. raises up. Ooh, that's, a, that's a shame. Muscular um, tignancy, every action. The second performer is actually going to attempt to outrun the bees, standing up and moving 15 feet away, and the bees try to sting it, but miss entirely. And then finally, Ninja Lady, seeing Marcus arrive, says, this is my moment, and is going to move away from the bees and attempt to strike them with her <laughs> improvised weapon. <laughs> Frying pan. <Serve laughs> so, somehow, this woman is now, I need to find a name for this woman because she is now the most powerful NPC, rolling a nat 20. Oh what my God. the hell? Let's name her Josephine. All right, her name Josephine. is now Josephine. And Slayer of bees. <laughs> <laughs> of bees. Um, Josephine, the bees. She killer. deals a whopping twelve points of bludgeoning damage to this swarm, Damn. which is more than enough to kill it. It was a crit. Like what? You can't oh make this shit up. God, that's amazing. All right, Marcus, ask her to join mm. our party. Marcus, <laughs> <laughs> your worry was unfounded, as uh, but you did help bolster her arrival. Also, it's because you were here that that happened because you rolled the advantage because you were flanking the bees. <laughs> uh, so that's that's her. And seeing that they're dead, she's going to she's going to walk by and kind of just like she's actually going to run right into you and give you a big hug because oh. she's relieved. <laughs> and I like embrace her and I like kind of pat her back. Yeah, that was very good of it's you. A, it's a very touching moment, if not for your three currently in danger party. Yeah. Members. And that means. <laughs> We are back at the top of the order at the start of round five, which will hopefully be the last round of combat. Uther, that's it for you. Caitlin, make a death save. Oh, God. Come on, roll that 20 right here. 19. Fuck. Hey. Close. That is one successful death save. You Bill. almost got back on your feet. <laughs> you know, you're not giving me a lot of good options here. Um, you know, I'm just gonna have to swing at the bees that are right in front of me. You know, right. Bill's got Bill's only got so many eyes; he can only see what's in front of him. So, I'm gonna take that <laughs> little swing there. That's fair. The bees have lots of eyes too. Yeah, but I'm not a bee. <laughs> and I hit a night. I hit a 19 to hit. So, hit. he's not a bee. Go he's a Bill. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna look at a 14 damage of slashing. 14 points of slashing damage to have to seven is just enough to take out that final swarm that is currently, <laughs> well, at least the final swarm that's on your party. Mm -hmm. um, so once again, third time's the charm. You stick your greatsword in and just kind of flail about with this feat of athleticism and dexterity that has seldom been shown by either Gork or Bill in the past. For the <laughs> third time in a row, you manage to perfectly swing, taking out every single one of the bee dragons. <laughs> it's a talent. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> it's lovely. All right, they're dead. Anything else, Court or Bill? <laughs> Bill moves. Uh, you know, a nice little uh, 5, 10, 15. Just we're on both sides of the last big uh, bee dragon warrior there. That'll do. Okay. That'll do. That'll do. All right, well, see, William, that's the good news. William Bigby. 
<laughs> I hate all of you. Um, the bad news is, Bill, at the end of your turn, it's its turn. Okay. Okay. It's got two attacks. Um, it's going to go for you first, Bartholomew. You attacked it latest. <sighs> Tell me something. What's your total hit points? <laughs> My total hit points is 18. Didn't. Okay. So it can't kill. Well, I guess if it crits, but it didn't. That's a 19 to hit. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> uh, you're down. Uh, it's, it, that was a, that was. Boy, am I glad I didn't crit, because that was a max damage, so 12 points of piercing damage. Yeah, that's Ooh. absolutely So you are down, down but not mm. dead, which is a good thing. And with that, it's actually going to attempt to sting you, Bartholomew, because you're still right in front of it. Oh, I yeah. see. <laughs> um, That is a 15 to hit, my friend. Yep, that hits. You instantly fail a death saving throw. Okay. Okay, but that is the end of the warrior's turns, which means, Marcus, you're... Embracing a woman. <laughs> I... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Not how I thought this part, this uh, fight would go. So, uh, yeah. So the whole like last little bit here is uh, Marcus like stabilizes Uther and is like, I need to help that woman. And so he dashes <laughs> over there and is like, I'm here to help. And she like steps back, flap. Oh, and then she hugs him and he's like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well then. And so he's like, he like kind of gives her a hug and then like grabs her arms and kind of like holds her back a bit and he says, you did so well, but there's still more, more to be done. And uh, I dash um, towards number five, I suppose. Okay. So are you going to use, let me, I'm assuming you're using your bonus action to dash again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's see here. Boop, boop, one, two, or five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty, forty-five, fifty, fifty-five, sixty. Just in range. Yep. You're so fast. I'm fast, boy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> can I still attack it, even though, like, I was grappled by that lady? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Extricating yourself from the friendly embrace of Josephine does not count as an action. <laughs> just want to play fair. Alright, so I'm going to try to pierce up the swarm. I'm going to try to recreate the bagel moment that I got the bagels in the air, but now I'm going to replace the bagels with bees. <laughs> the bees? Alright, go yeah, ahead and roll the, the hit, buddy. Do you mean the, the, uh, the baguettes? Uh oh. <laughs> it was baguettes. Right, the baguettes. I thought there were croissants. Wait, no, croissants. <laughs> There's croissants. We're all wrong. Croissants. This is why we take notes. <laughs> uh, I got a... 15. Can I add my bardic inspiration to that or just the damage? You can't add it to the damage, actually. You can only add it to that. Oh, well, then I'll add it to that. Yeah. Uh, it's Our... attack rolls, saving throws, ability checks, not mm -hmm. damage. I got a and that 16 goes for total. Well. Okay. A 60. I mean, that, that hits because it's oh, the swarm, you. not the warrior. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I I, I Go ahead and roll damage. Cool. Uh, 11 piercing damage. 11 points of piercing damage. Unfortunately, these workers also have resistance to piercing damage. Uh, so that okay. 11 gets halved to 6. So you, you take your, you, you take your, your, what are you using, a rapier? Did you rapier, say? Rapier, yeah. You take yep. your rapier and you're like, all right, just imagine they're croissants. Just imagine they're croissants. You're like, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. And you manage to skewer four of them. But unfortunately, it wasn't quite enough to take down the entire swarm. That's Still, fair. Impressive. Is that the end of your turn, Marcus? Uh, yeah. Yep, that's all I can do. Bartholomew, give me a death save and hope you don't roll a one. Sparkle die, don't fail me now. <laughs> uh, that's a four. A four, all right, so that's two failed death saving throws. Ruh row. <laughs> we are now in trouble. Oh. Okay. 
now it's number five's turn. <laughs> I mean, five's going to attack you, Marcus, because you're right yeah. there in front of it. That is an 18 to hit. Yep, that does it. All right, Marcus, you take two points of piercing damage. <laughs> oh, Max, this is fine. These bees, are, these bees are no trouble at all, really. <laughs> Looks down at his downed party members everywhere. <laughs> okay, that's the end of their turn, which means it is time for the civilians. Fortunately, with the movement speed they have left, all of the remaining civilians, save Josephine, are able to make it to the exfiltration point. And because Josephine has now been classified as a party member, that means all of the <laughs> civilians are saved. Yay! Yay! Which means, <laughs> congratulations, combat is over. Oh, fuck, thank so God. as you're sitting there, Bill, looking at this thing in front of you that doesn't look very damaged, two injured party members behind you, another injured party member behind a collapsed tent, and more bees fighting your final party member further away from you, you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, no, it's uh, this ain't diddly darn good. Oh, right. Time. Sorry, yeah. that was that was Gork. It was like <laughs> yeah. bad, but this is this is Bill. It's like okay, but you look around, wondering what's gonna happen when you hear a roar coming from the north. It sounds very far away, but as soon as it sounds, both remaining attackers take off and fly in the direction of the sound, exiting the battlefield. One last from uh, Marcus. That being said, <laughs> One step, step. William or Bill, Marcus. You have two dying party members. What do you do? Dash. To We're gonna move ball. over there and try to, you know, give him a little, uh, little heel tap there, a little love right. tap yeah. healing. Bill, Marcus, I need a medicine check from each of you. Don't kill me. <laughs> Don't kill me. I have a book to write. <laughs> I got a fourteen on my medicine check. All right, Bartholomew, you are stabilized. Caitlin, you are stabilized. Oh, thank God. So three unconscious party members. Two wounded party members and Josephine. <laughs> <laughs> and that is where we are going to call it for today. I'm, wow. So I don't know what? if this is going to be the end of 10 or the end of 11, but thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Roaring D20s. As always, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate your feedback. Uh, if you liked us, be sure to let us know. Be sure to spread the word. If you have suggestions for improvement, if you didn't like us, like us if you want to send us hate mail, send that all to Caitlin. <laughs> and we'll deal with it from there so we no. will see you in two weeks bye everyone y'all have a good have a good old time there have a beautiful week uh. shouldn't have stabilized him yeah. <laughs>